Three dorks, forged by geek culture at a young age, eventually grew up and started families of their own. Forever young at heart, they now navigate geek culture with children in tow. Whether it's dirty diapers, packing school lunches, or finding balance for it all, they are more than dads or dorks. They are both. This is Dads Are Dorks Podcast. Welcome to the Dads Are Dorks podcast, where one of the unintentional collecting habits when you have children in school is illnesses. I am one of your hosts. I am Chris, and I am joined by Tyler MC, and I'm not sick today. And I'm joined by the guy who just got over being sick, Mason. It's always one of us. Yeah. We don't always say it on the show, but it's always one of us is starting off the show. Mm -hmm. I've just been sick for the past week, and I'm sorry if I'm sniffly during this podcast. And it's usually me, but that's a, that's a that's a little secret behind the scenes fact for everyone. There, okay. there's a memes going around where people are like, "Oh, I'm putting up my fall decorations," and they're putting up like children's Tylenol, Pepto Bismol, cough syrup. And with my kids are in public school, so it's like, yeah, that is that is so true. I mean, I. Yeah, I didn't even know my wife was feeling the same way I was feeling. She's been feeling this way for like two or three days. I didn't even feel, no, she was feeling that way until we talked about it today. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm starting to feel like, you know, my throat's been scratched. She's like, oh, yeah. And she's like, it, it'll last for about two or three days. And then it's going to move to just being your throat. You won't have any kind of cough or anything. And then after that, you should feel better. I was like, my wife and I do that too. We give each other um, uh, prognostications, like reports. Yeah. I'm like, here's how your next five days are going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I pretty much did that with my wife recently because my youngest got it first. And so he just came down with just the sniffles and like runny nose and he didn't really cough. But then like that trans that went through and we shared a drink one night. He like took a drink of my soda and it was in a glass bottle. And I was like, crap, well, I can't just throw this away. So I tried to wipe it, but I'm like, I'm getting sick. Two days yeah. later, I had the same thing. And then I told the same thing. I was like, well, babe, in a couple days, this will be you. So get ready. The, the pro side is I don't feel bad. Like, yeah. that like is I'm not good. like, oh, my God. You know, yeah. I'm not like I want to work today just fine. I mean, eh, there's maybe like a 15, 20 minute period where I'm like, I could use a nap. But uh, I feel that way every day. day. So I don't yeah, I don't even know if that was actually day. being sick or if I just. <laughs> I know, was about to uh, say, like, I definitely had my head in my hands for like a full minute. Just like, I don't I'm so tired. I'm so tired and I'm not even sick. I'm just yeah, over 30. I just wait to get over 40. Good times. I got some time. It's, yeah. My time is up. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> speaking, sorry, speaking of man. all that fun stuff, <laughs> um, let's talk about what we've been up to since the last time we've uh, sat down and talked with each other. Tyler, what's, what's new in your world? Well, uh, we took Charlotte to a, um, trying to think exactly what they call it it's like a um fall farm carnival kind of thing okay it was really fun they like have you know kind of yeah, almost like a festival but it was on a farm like oh, okay. this farm puts it on and they have their own pumpkin patch you can go through oh, we we're, out our own yeah pumpkin. we're going next weekend so yeah that's a thing <laughs> okay great um then this warning is for you um because they had pick your own pumpkins they had you know apple cider donuts they had just all sorts of wonderful slides that were built into like old decommissioned tractors. Um, it was really cool and really fun. And Charlotte's favorite part of this whole thing was, have you guys ever heard of a corn barn? No. Corn um, barn. It depends is, on what it is, but maybe it's, it's a big barn. 
And inside this barn, they construct a giant wooden bin. And they fill that giant wooden bin with dried corn. <laughs> that sounds on like the, quick so here or just the kernels? Just the kernels. That so you can dangerous. jump in and you sink down to like your ankles or oh, like okay. a little bit lower because I'm heavier than my daughter is, obviously. And then you just wade your way through the dried corn and they have little, you know, little tyke slides in there that kids can climb on. They have a whole bunch of toy <laughs> dump trucks you can fill up with corn, drive over the corn, <laughs> dump out the corn. And um, I, I went in for a little bit, but my daughter really loved it. So my wife got in and I'm having a lot of fun on the sidelines as they are wading through the corn and throwing corn at each other playfully. And I'm taking a bunch of pictures. And my wife gets out and she looks out at her hand and she goes, where's my ring? Oh, no. Because it turns out when your daughter is having you walk like a pony and your hand is getting sunk into corn and you pull it out, oh. sometimes that corn wraps. Oh, no. And I'm I'm going to send you all a picture of this because I'm not joking. Um, this is a picture of my wife's ring. It's not her wedding ring. Um, it is a gold band with a yellow corn colored <laughs> citrine gem on it. <laughs> no. That's so this is last weekend. And I said, you take Charlotte to go have fun. My day is here. <laughs> digging, I'm digging through the corn. Digging in the corn barn. <laughs> and I spent a good amount of time digging. And then eventually I drove them home. I got out my drill. I got out a bin. And I made a, 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 a sieve a of sort. A sifter for corn. And I went back. <laughs> and all the like little like nine-year-olds and like younger were looking at me like what are you doing i said i'm i'm looking for my wife's ring and they went oh and i think it became a local legend that there is a expensive ring in the corn barn that looks like corn and there were a good number of kids looking for it and we didn't find it Oh no. Oh. I was hoping this was going to end with that. Until the other day, because this was two weekends ago. So this is Saturday. I got a call that someone did eventually find my oh, wife's my ring God. in the corn bin because I left my information with them. Like, if anyone turns in this ring, please, please, please call me. And they did. Someone had found it and decided to turn it in. And the, I'm so grateful to that person for doing yeah. so because it would have been so easy for this just to be. The prize for yourself at the bottom of the corn bin. Like it's <laughs> so we did get it back. Um I it, it did need to be cleaned because it was covered in corn dust. But yeah, if you're going in a corn barn, take your rings off. Uh, because the corn is hungry and it will take your jewelry. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Us as dudes, Ooh. that's not a big deal. But like no, for the ladies. My wedding it... band is like like freaking cemented on my finger at this point. It's not gonna yeah. off. My wedding band was probably less than a hundred dollars too, because I was just like, "It's you're gonna get me this thing. Don't spend a lot of money at the jewelry store. Just buy it on Amazon." And so it's like not nearly as expensive as hers was. So yeah. Oh, that, same. Mine. Oh. 
Mine was about $200. Mine is actually, uh, looks like gold. It's uh, tungsten carbide. Tungsten. Yeah, it's mine. Too. Which oh, yeah. I got on purpose um, because I'm an engineer. I work with a lot of heavy machinery. Gold is a soft metal. Yep. And so if you're in a compression situation and it bends, it is going to bend and cut yep. off circulation. And then you lose tungsten the finger. will not. Yeah. Tungsten will crack off before it could bend and do any damage. So I am one grateful that it's so cheap Two, grateful that I won't lose a finger in a <laughs> right. worst case scenario at work. Not that I yeah. work in a dangerous place, mind you, but like, you know, anytime you're around heavy machinery, you need to be aware of safety concerns. It's the same reason I don't wear a tie at work. There are whole videos for engineers about, Hey, yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no, I, it's funny. I have that fear of rings, you know, like the, I don't know if you've heard of that. I don't know if there's like a name for that, but like where you put it on and you're going to break your hand and never be able to get it off or whatever. And, <laughs> uh, so I very rarely actually wear my ring, but, uh, but, um, when I do, it's definitely a lot bit, the, the, the ring is a lot bigger than my finger. So I have to like keep track of it, but that's why we don't spend a whole lot of money on rings for me. My yeah, wife on the other hand, I don't, I don't want a diamond, but. It I don't have a ring <laughs> and I, I, I think I have like the same fear Mason. I just, I don't yeah. like the idea of putting something on my hand that I can't then get off. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just, it, it, I would sit there. I would think about it all day, all night. Like anytime I've had a ring, I had a ring somewhere that I got gifted a long time. <laughs> I gave it to my son, I think, but, uh, cause he was like, Ooh, pretty. And it was a cool looking ring, but I mean, it's gotta be loose. So whatever size I am, I want one size bigger. And yeah, then that way I can take it exactly. off and be done with it. So I, I thought I felt that way. Um, and then I got one that fit like just right. And yeah. I don't even think about it anymore. But when I first got married, I was fiddling with it all the time because it's just like this weird, like new thing on your hand. And I looked it up online and apparently there are some advice books that are like, if your man is fiddling with his wedding ring, that means he's unsure about the relationship and thinking about <laughs> leaving. And I'm like, no, it's because I have ADD and it's a yeah. new toy. I was about like, to say are you it. kidding me? It's just Some a boomer new wrote thing that to article. With. <laughs> I'm going to fiddle with it. Like this article is so dumb. You can uh, people can easily create reasons for everything. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm spinning this toy sword in my hand right now. That's because in reality, I wish I had a real sword so I could go stab people. Like this is murderous tendencies. No, it's let's be real. That's half to... true. If you had a chance at a real sword, Chris, I feel like you'd still jump at it. Of course I would. I have. I, have, <laughs> I know exactly. I have, I have a Saba. He's kind of a real sword. Saba. I have a. I've got a power coin in my hand right now. There's. The I have. <laughs> I have. Rodimus Prime. Um, nice. I'm yeah, I know. If I have a sword in this room, and I think I do. Dactylophobia. Before swords. we move on, fear of rings. Dactylophobia. Okay. Yeah, there's a whole thing. And just to be clear, it's not like you see a ring and you scream and you have to go hide. It's not like arachnophobia or something. Uh, where individuals may avoid wearing rings altogether, become very anxious and uncomfortable if they have to wear one. Yeah. Like if I have to wear one that's like fits on my finger tightly, I'm like, this feels weird. I don't like it. I don't like it. You know, but if mm -hmm. I can wear like the size bigger and like fiddle with it and stuff and not have I have a problem if I, I put, really I put a ring to, on, but... on a finger like you know you put on your ring finger or whatever and it fits fine and I put it on my middle finger just to see what it fit and I got it on and I couldn't get it off yep. oh, in there ooh, scary that, in was, there. that yeah. was a very rough afternoon for me that takes, with... it takes a while but it does come off yeah but I worked with, with, the, with the problem if it was Good. too big yeah. for me is whenever I wash my hands I do this yeah. because as, as a kid in school I still remember <laughs> this one two one will do 
that becomes that a murder taught us weapon. wash our hands shake them off twice and then only take one paper towel because my middle school had an issue with kids <laughs> taking all the paper towels <laughs> i'm yeah, sorry my wife about that with toilet paper but <laughs> yeah it seems like that might become a murder <laughs> weapon if you're like shaking your hands like that you know oh, yeah, oh, bing! <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but um i worked hey, so with what's, new with you, what's new with you uh, before we move on from the ring talk, I worked with a guy one time who broke his wrist. He We were doing swimming pools and he fell off of like a vanishing edge and oh. broke his wrist and his whole hand swelled up and they had oh. to take a saw and saw his ring off. It was like titanium or something and it almost lost his finger. Thankfully, they got it off, but it was like a very uh, scary thing. And I, I think ever since then, it just hit me up, but... What's mm, new? Again, with tungsten me? carbide. One hit with a hammer. The thing yeah, is, it'll shattered. smash it. Yeah, yeah yep. that's great. Um, yeah. What's new with me? Not too much since the last episode. We are going to a pumpkin patch in a couple of weeks. We'll be mindful of the corn bin. Never seen that before. But what I was picturing when you explained that, I was picturing like the six foot bin where it's just yeah, quick stand of corn. You know, like you just fall in and you're like, you open the door and corn is never to out. be seen again. <laughs> it is about like four feet deep. Like you have to take steps to get up and then jump into it. It was so deep when I was searching for the ring, I couldn't reach the bottom. Yeah, God, jeez. All that corn, it's got to weigh a ton too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's rough, man. Um, But yeah, so we're going to go to a, like uh, this family farm thing. They have a corn maze. I'm always a sucker for a corn maze. Um, So we're going to do that and hopefully that'll be fun. But uh, other than that, yeah, we've just been um, doing catching up on some things around the house now it's been cooling down we had another heat wave this week so it was like 90 today it's gonna be 90 tomorrow Ooh, and then like no. 60s over the weekend so <laughs> it's like we're there all gonna go. be sick again <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah just trying to recover from the being down with the sickness and watching uh you know just watching sports and hanging out with the kids playing video games my Carlos uh, cowboys <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that was a fun game on Sunday and my brother-in-law who is a giant 49ers fan was watching it with me and it was just awful it was just awful from start to finish from a the Broncos fan, lost. I feel for you yeah well you're in worse situation up there like there's nothing worse than getting beat by your old coach who you slammed <laughs> in the off season um but yeah um we're going to be doing that and then just yeah like it's just just things are moving so quickly it feels like so um i had a cute moment with my kids the other day i uh was downstairs doing something on the computer and we were getting ready to have some friends over and um they were upstairs playing switch playing super smash brothers together and they were just having so much fun and laughing and like cackling and stuff and i was just like man that's the feeling that i'm looking for when they're playing games together and stuff like that it was just like a really nice moment and uh just seeing them just their per like my my youngest personality his is just he's always been an extrovert but it's ramping up even more is he's like getting into five now he just went through a giant leap so he like grew a bunch and his personality is like he'll talk to anybody you know my my oldest is a little more introverted but they just work so well together so <laughs> it's just it's uh it's 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 fun though it's a fun dynamic but yeah that's what's up with me Cool. Um, let's see. So Since you, we Chris. last recorded, 
I can't remember if we recorded before my sister was out here or if we recorded after she was out here. I think we recorded after. before she. Oh, was it, it was after? after? Yeah, it was, it was right after. after. Oh, okay. So since then, uh, not too much, really. Um, we did have a stomach bug rip through the whole <laughs> house. Um, only my youngest survived. The rest of us all got something. Um, and aside from that, it's it's been mostly work and some hobby related things we'll call it that i can't talk about just yet um but those will be announced in the next few weeks i think um but that took up a chunk of time trying to come up with some stuff for a list for some stuff um but the big thing is um we're recording tonight tomorrow so real time tomorrow from when we're recording not when the episode comes out but so this will be in the past tense at that point but uh my middle child nolan uh, has his birthday tomorrow. He turns five. Oh wow! So we've been in birthday preparation. Um, my wife made a, a cake that she. <laughs> I'm gonna tell this story, even though I probably shouldn't. But uh, so I got home from work tonight, and she was on the treadmill. I'm like, well, that's a little bit late for you to be, you know, working out. You know, usually you do that in the mornings. And she's like, oh, I ate so much of this cake that I made for, for Owen's birthday. She's like, I made this chocolate mousse. She's like, and it's the best cake I've ever made. It tastes so good. I just couldn't stop. She's like, and then I felt so bad, so I had to run it all off. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, but he wants a Fall Guys themed everything. He loves playing Fall Guys. That's that's the new game. Fortnite for like even my oldest, Darren. That's the thing of the past. He hasn't played Fortnite in two months. Um, it's all Fall Guys. So my wife uh, got some fondant and made like an actual Fall Guys character and made the crown and stuff. And then um, a couple of his presents are Fall Guys related. That's cool. And then we got some Pokemon stuff for him. Um, and he's Nolan is my my interesting child in the sense that he loves Halloween. Like Halloween is what to other kids Christmas is like his birthday list was Halloween decorations. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to buy you a, one. I'm not going to buy you a four hundred dollar uh 14 foot tall skeleton <laughs> i'm like i'm sorry <laughs> perfect mom and dad mom and dad, <laughs> mom and dad can't afford that <laughs> number two it would only be up for like a month and then it would go down we're not going to keep it in your room um but i did have my parents pick him up like a little skeleton action figure so hopefully he'll like that um trying to think what else yeah not, i mean not too much more other than that pokemon fall guys that kind of stuff uh so i don't think we have anything really huge planned as far as like parties or anything like our obviously like my parents and my in-laws are going to come over and my brother-in-law um but yeah we're just going to kind of chill and take it easy and, and have fun and relax and do that kind of stuff and then i'll segue into what the kids have been up to because i feel like it's a proper segue really quick uh so i remember last time we were talking about potty training I am happy to report that Nolan is now 100% officially potty trained. Oh, yeah. So I am down to, thank you. I'm down to one child in diapers, and that is it. Yeah. It's such a wonderful feeling to know that I only have one butt to change at bedtime, not two. Um, And it it literally was just like a switch turned on. Just one day he was like, I need to poop. All right, let's go. Let's go. Great. And then it's been perfect ever since. Yeah. Tummy, tummy bug, you know. There's one minor accident, you know, where I just basically like even adults with tummy bugs can have. I was like, you thought it was a fart. I was like, you thought it was a fart, didn't you? He was like, yeah. I'm like, I was like, Ben, there, doesn't go away. Ben, there. (laughs) Trust me. There's been times at work where I'm like, oh, 
Whoops. Friends <laughs> still doing his stuff. He's in school. Karate got fall break. I never got fall break when I was in school, but I guess that's a thing now. So he's off uh, for a couple extra days this weekend, next week. Um, and then Cameron is just these three. He's a little person. He just keeps talking, keeps growing, keeps. I mean, he'll have a full fledged conversation with you. He's super cute. He knows it uh, and uses that as to his advantage whenever he can. Uh, so we're. I'm actually really interested to see how tomorrow goes because it'll be Cameron's really since he's really become more cognizant of the world around him and how things work and and communicating it'll be really his first test to be like how do you handle the brother that you fight for attention with 24 7 how do you handle him having a birthday where all the attentions on him and all the presents are for him because we that we is don't yeah. we don't believe in it's your birthday, but everybody gets presents. We don't believe in doing that. This yeah, is, I agree with that. This is I, Nolan's special day, and all the attention needs to be on him. Um, you know, you know, especially he's the middle child. Traditionally, middle children kind of get left behind a little bit because you're focused on the older one because they're doing the old kid stuff, and you're focused on the baby because he's the baby, and the middle child's like, "What about me?" So we've, I, I have, and I know my wife has too. We've made a conscious, conscientious effort to make sure that Nolan gets time like one-on-one -on -one time um you know we'll separate the kids and we'll go play with nolan and one will stay with cameron or whatever so we take nolan out to go on a shopping trip or something and the other one stays home with mom or dad so but yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see how cameron does with that darren will be darren and we'll try to manipulate nolan into letting him help open a present and then help open mm. the play with it and then oh how about i keep this in my room tonight you know that that's that's darren that's my manipulative seven-year-old um the and then I'm trying, I'm trying like to get a sign. Just <laughs> oh out. yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I'm proud of them. Like manipulation is a, is a, is yeah, that age. That's that takes some <laughs> some work. Um, CEO behavior right there. Seriously, like he can go places like that. But I'm also trying to decide whether or not I want to order as a late birthday gift for Nolan. If I want to order Super Mario Wonder for the Switch because that mm -hmm. comes out nine days oh, after yeah. his birthday. Yeah, and he played the pants off of uh new super mario brothers u for the switch where you can be like oh he's probably gonna like wonder then because i've i've heard such great reviews it's like the next big mario title that oh yeah well i mean nabbit's in it again this time you can be yoshi which he loves yoshi um, that's cool yeah i just don't turn know into an elephant yeah, i don't well, know I'm... why that tickles me so much but it does see no here, here's the problem of being a, a, a dad who's a dork is i want the game for them but at the same time i'm like maybe we should hold back because they're so invested in ball guys right now. Mm. Let that yeah. ride out the storm and see if this can wait till Christmas. Then push it. Yeah. yeah but do I want to wait till Christmas? <laughs> right. <laughs> because this is a family thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. and that's the thing about it too is like, yeah, we've been playing the Mario's we've been playing a lot of switch. So I got super Mario brothers last year or whatever. And we've been playing that a lot. Like you said, yeah. that's a family game. We can all do that at any time. And it's not like uh, you're playing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. It's just like a fun thing. So. Yeah. But uh, Tyler, I know you talked about taking uh, Charlotte out to the corn bin, but what else is uh, what else has been going on? Um. Well, I think I was going to bring this up later, but you might as well talk about it now with media recommendations. There you go. Have you all caught up on Golden Bachelor? Oh, yeah. We got to talk Golden Bachelor. We got to talk I have, Golden Bachelor. I have not. I'm sorry. I have not. It's okay. It's okay. It's really good. 
yeah. I'm really loving it. If you want something different that's uh, something you've probably never seen before in reality TV, watch The Golden Bachelor because... I, I don't know how you feel about it in that aspect, but I don't, I just think it's, I've been wa watching this franchise for a long time. I've watched a lot of other different franchises and it's just so heartwarming and mm -hmm. the women are just rooting for each other. And it's just so weird. You know, it's just so weird to get that kind of thing because you, usually men or women, they're always like at each other's throats and that's the big fun of the drama and stuff like that. But this has been, uh, this has been a ride for sure. So it's, it's so sincere. Right. That anytime the normal Bachelor BS comes in, it feels so out of place. Because yeah. um, this isn't a spoiler per se, but one of the latest one-on-one um, -on -one dates um, that this Bachelor went on, uh, the Golden Bachelor, he is a widower. And the woman he was on the date with was a widow. And they were connecting over their... Um, shared loss and talking about how long it's been since uh, their partner passed away and how they have hope for the future and how the simple kindnesses that they show each other really mean the world when they're so alone. And then the diner that they're in breaks into a um, flash mob singing Don't Stop Believing," <laughs> And I'm yeah. like, that super interrupted a very important conversation they were having. Yeah. Like, why did you... It's 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 like the producers are like, well, we paid all these actors for a <laughs> flash mob. We're going to have the flash mob. And I'm like, we you could have just not. And it would have been better. We can't end the season in episode two <laughs> right. the flash or, mob. or something that actually upset me is um, they had a group date where they were doing photo shoots for the cover of romance magazines. So there were pirate costumes. There were. 80s costumes there was 70s hippie costumes and then there was a rack of wedding dresses and these are all women in like their 60s 70s many of them have already had weddings and of course one of them Wedders. broke down crying yeah. because yeah. she put on a wedding dress for this photo shoot and said it just reminds me so much of the happiest day of my life when i got married to my husband who sadly passed away and i'm like this is this is just the producers making producer yeah. women cry for TV. And I hate that for them. Like, yeah. and the, to, to his point, the bachelor himself was very kind and like yeah. comforting about it, but it was still a manufactured event that when I see 20 somethings go in, I'm like, ha, you stupid 20 somethings. You fell for the producer's tricks to show emotions on TV. Yeah. This time I'm more like you stupid producers are torturing women to make television and i hate watching it but and it kind of backfired on him though in that moment though is what i really appreciated about it because gary is such i feel like he's just an older gentleman genuine dude and he yes. walked up and he was just like hey i just wanted to talk to you what's going on and it's something it's a situation that could have turned he that like a lot of times the bachelor will turn on himself and make it about himself and mm -hmm. he but he sat there and was just like, listened to her and was like, well, you know, when I lost my wife, I was feeling this. And it turned into a really like, like something they, the producers were trying to suck drama out of and cause drama between the women and the, like this whole thing. But that he totally neutralized with just being able to share his experience. They were able to bond in the situation. I don't know how you felt about it, but I was just like, wow. Oh, that yeah, was I think he did that, great. 
that was turned completely on its head from where I feel like they were trying to make it go, you know? Yeah. So, My wife says he has big Mr. Roger vibes. For sure. Just yeah, very he's, gentle kind of guy. Yeah. Who and just, he's so goofy too. Like he's just like, he is, like a he's goofy very goofy old dude. You know, it, it was funny to me when they, <laughs> so they bring in this, like this hot old car, you know, this convertible car to, to, for him to take his girl, take the girl to the flash mob date. And they went to this fifties diner, it, but they had to go down the, uh, four, four, one, four. Is that the California freeway? I forget. I, I, one, four, one in California once. Anyway, they had to go down the big, nine lane highway there and he's a guy from indiana never left indiana and it was starting to uh get dark outside and his headlights weren't very bright like they weren't working very well and so he's like driving two hands on the wheel like freaked out because he's like i don't drive these i don't drive roads at night i don't go out at night period yeah also i don't drive in the wind and all this kind of stuff and it was just so it was a convertible with no option for a hood or anything like that because it was an old convertible so of course it was just wind blowing and they look so uncomfortable yeah. and so nervous because <laughs> this is a guy with hearing aids who admittedly can't see in the dark very well. Right. And they're making him drive in a car with bad headlights just because it's old and cool looking. And it's like, pull over, get him in a van or something. Why are you yeah. doing this? And you know, I heard some back, I listened to like some recappers who know a little bit about the show. Um, and so basically what they do when they send you on these dates, they put a cam in the car, but they mm. don't follow them. They don't follow a convoy. They're already at the destination. They've got a filming crew at the house because they have to keep a crew at the house to film any drama that happens with the women. And then Makes they've sense. got a crew at the destination. So they don't have a handler that takes them. They just tell them where to go. Uh, and they leave and they, sh- you know, they just kind of track them from there. But like, so they didn't have somebody they could pull over and like change cars and all that kind of stuff. It was just, it would have been him right. pulling over on this really busy highway and then waiting for somebody to show up for like an hour because traffic's so bad there. So like, it was just, and it was, uh, might not have had much of a choice in that, but it was still right. like, it was just so, it, yeah, they talk about putting your guy in a bad situation night one, but uh, mm-hmm. once again, it was handled very well. Like she comfort, she wasn't like, it wasn't like an ick to her. Like it might be to a young girl with a guy who's having trouble on the road. She was just like comforting him and just like, I just wanted to be there for him. And he was just like, that was so nice. That like helped me get through the situation. It was just like one of those things again, where it was just, this is so heartwarming and so wholesome. And I love love it. It's so sincere. (laughs) And it's so refreshing again to watch a dating show full of people who have had enough life experiences right. to actually form a personality and to have empathy. Yeah. I feel like so often you get the young, young people in these shows who have no empathy, who have lived very little of life, who have experienced no heartbreak, no loss. Yeah. And just are like, yeah, I don't understand why she was driving so bad. She yeah. must not be connecting with me. You see a lot right. of that and just seeing the like, it's it's so different and heartwarming yeah that's really yeah. the best word for it, it and it's funny because you know it's uh you, you hear one last point on this is when you watch the bachelor show the last guy that the relationship that the girl was in it's always some kind of bad experience oh he cheated on mm-hmm. me he was an f boy he did this he did that i i was abused these women are like i loved my husband 
you know, these, yeah. especially these widows, like they, that person was the love of my life. I married him when I was 16 to 18, you know, like mm-hmm. it was different back then, you know, so it was, it was just, it, you hear them talk so nicely and he gets it because he had that experience as well. So he's just like, it's not like, well, if she's still in love with him, I don't know if I can be in love with her, you know, like it would be in a different situation. He's just like, yeah, I get it. I was there too. I feel the same way. There's nothing mm-hmm. we can do to replace that time we had, but we can enjoy each other now together. And it was just like, just so I, I really hope it works out and they keep doing this because I think it's going to be something so different. And like, you'll have the, um, you know, the, the contrast between the shows yeah. and it'll be something nice for this franchise. So, and I also, I also don't want it to come across as like, this is some sort of sob fest where everyone feels sorry for themselves and no, sad it's all the time. Funny and They're goofy. not, it's yeah. <laughs> funny. They're goofy and fun and having a great time. For his birthday, one of the ladies popped out of a cake, and then all the other ladies took turns getting into the fake cake and riding it around like a go-kart. Like, they're all just having fun being there. <laughs> yeah. And again, I can see the producers trying really hard to pick out this one woman and make her a villain. Oh, yeah. yeah. But if you listen to what she says, she just kind of tells it like it is and doesn't she's have much wrong. of a filter. <laughs> yeah, like she's it's... not wrong about anything she says, but they put music to it like she's being catty. And I'm like, she's really not. She's getting along very well with everyone else and is just like saying where there's BS. Like, you're not going to get a villain this season. Yeah. They're just all too, they've all lived too much life and understand each other too well. Like, yeah, Yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a really good out. And it's only an hour too, which I really like. Like two hours might get a little bit, okay, this is dragging, but perfect hour and they put enough in the episode to where it's good and then there's a rose ceremony and there's not a whole lot of like cliffhangery drama it's just like enjoyable mm-hmm. to watch so i also love sorry one last thing i really do love the show uh one of the women who left this uh last rose ceremony was talking to camera she's like i really he, there are so many wonderful women in there i have no doubt he's gonna find a great woman why don't you all have chairs for the rose ceremony why do you make a stand <laughs> yeah, for it that was so funny there's like there's chair aerobics so we can have a sit there's chair yoga why can't you have a chair row ceremony and i'm like yes thank you we're 70 years old we would appreciate these chairs she's like please let me sit and because there are there are so many like again i read behind the scenes stuff for like the regular bachelor the the row ceremony is held insanely late at night after like making everybody drink all night for (laughs) maximum like emotionality so, like, to see someone just plainly call it out, be like, hey, this is dumb. Please give us chairs is, again, I'm like, yeah, good. I hope you kind of expose some of the BS, the Bachelor stuff. Is. <laughs> yeah. And I really it, like how Jesse is, like, he he's always the older guy on the show, like, the, the mm-hmm. host jesse palmer and he's like he's like the young nephew you know coming in and all the women are just like oh jesse you're so great and he's just like all right you're he left a date card they're like what's that (laughs) like what is that (laughs) he's just like well it's a date card they're like do you read it and he's like no one of you will read it but like check it out and we'll see in a little bit like they're they're really it's it, it they are breaking formula with this like the contestants are breaking the game homos by pointing out like Hey, this is weird. You don't explain this. Why don't you explain this to me? Yeah, it's, they're not it's there great. for followers. You know, they don't know the yes. formula, which is which is great. So, yes. Um, but beyond that, I know last week we had a whole episode dedicated to Cosmic Fury, but at that point, 
our kids hadn't had a chance to watch it yet. Yep. And because this is a podcast about being dads, I figure we can revisit that real quick. Um, because I'm really curious. Um, what did have your kids had a chance to see Cosmic Theory the whole way through? Uh, did they like it? Did they connect with it? Uh, what were uh, some of your experiences, guys? I'll go first because mine will be shorter than Mason's. Um, I let my kids watch uh, a couple episodes to see if they liked it. Um, I picked just the middle of the season because they don't they didn't watch Dino Fury. They don't know these characters. Mm-hmm. You know, my seven year old might have an interest if he watched all the way through. My fi- my almost five year old Nolan he wouldn't he wouldn't care. He just wants to see cool fights. Um, they thought it was cool, but there was no connection it wasn't like let's watch yeah. another episode let's watch another it was there was nothing like that it was just oh that was right. cool can we play fall guys you know so that was essentially you know all that they really cared about so but i mean they liked what they saw so that's that says something but yeah, yeah that's a win mason take it away so yeah we had a watch party so my nephew is really into power rangers as well and so my niece and nephew came over. She, my niece is kind of like, oh, I like it, but I'm not like, uh, I want to watch the whole thing. But my my oldest and my nephew binged the entire season after school one day. <laughs> <laughs> and they were here till like almost almost 10 o'clock and watching the rest of the show because they had to take breaks and act out what they just saw and play oh, yeah. and like talk about it. <laughs> like, you know, they, they're really into Power Rangers. So like it was it was definitely an event and it was really fun to sit down and watch it with them. And like every episode, they were just wide eyed, like, Oh my gosh. And my son had got to see a little bit of it with me beforehand, but uh, he didn't see anything past episode five, I believe. So he was, or past episode four. And so like when everything started going haywire in those last few episodes, like I was downstairs with my brother-in-law at one point and I, I could tell when master Zed showed up. Cause it was just like freaking the super bowl up there. Yeah. They were like, Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> like what is happening? And so they really, really liked it. And I think the takeaway from it was why can't we get more of this, you know? And so that's the hard let down of the entire thing is like yeah we're not having more of this um so (laughs) this is pretty much it but um um they really enjoyed the season as a whole little confused by the ending the whole billy thing we already talked about that we're not gonna go through that again but a little confused by that had to explain some things with like the timeline and like well this is the timeline but you could watch it like this if you want to watch it like this you know and uh they're like no we'll just keep it how it is like we want to see more so how, how did they, how did they like uh curious how did they like um heckle they uh my so my son is not as big of a dino charge fan but my uh-huh. nephew he loves dino charge and oh, so cool. he was like it's heckle like is he going to turn into um is he going to turn into sled, sledge or snide snide yeah snide. heckle and snide that makes sense mm-hmm. um so he's like is he gonna turn it aside i'm like no but it gets cooler just wait and so when he went dark ranger i had he uh he had the beyond the grid comic uh collection book the okay so he's seen the suit before so he's seen it before and Mm -hmm. he he, he's just had it he hasn't been able to read to like get through the whole thing to understand what it is but Mm -hmm. he knows that heckle turns into that ranger and so he was he connected with that and was like that is so cool and my (laughs) my my oldest he's read the comics so he understood what was going on there as well but um 
for him being my nephew being such a big Dino Charge fan, it was a big moment for him for sure. And I, I was looking at them when the moments would happen, like, oh yeah. And uh it was definitely it was more fun watching them at times. And uh, I have yeah. a video of like every time a morph went down, they're jumping up and like throwing up the morphers and all that. My mom, <laughs> my mom got him the morphers, got my <laughs> my nephew and my oldest, the Cosmic Fury Morphers. And so they react to the show and stuff. And every time it would actually cool. connect and react with the show, they were like, oh my gosh, you know, so it was just, <laughs> it was an interactive experience watching the whole thing. And it was just really heartwarming and brought me back to the days of like being a kid and really yeah. enjoying that show with my cousins. Um, um, and really enjoying those type of those feelings and like, then they got up and they're like, we need props. We need to play. And my, my brother-in-law is like, no, we're going home. It's late. But they came over on Sunday and they played and, you know, we're got their, had their morphers. And it's, I have a couple of the, uh, the, the Dino Fury swords and all that kind of stuff. So they're uh, definitely big into it and uh, really enjoyed the season, really enjoyed all the connective tissue. Imagine, imagine having a season that makes sense in on every episode connecting to the other and kids not enjoying that <laughs> like like imagine having that thing that thing in your mind where we have to have a formula that nothing can connect but like it's the exact opposite to what kids that age actually want you know? media media has changed in the way that kids consume media has changed it's not the 80s yeah. it's not the 90s it's not even the 2000s i i really wish more companies or maybe not more companies but at least the company that's running Power Rangers at any given point uh, would figure out that, you know, just because you're like, oh, well, we kind of make it connected because we make one season last two years. If you could actually build a universe and make characters matter. So when the characters come back, people freak out. And then when there's that interconnectivity, like you said, like it matters, that'd be nice. Um, and I I will always say that was one of the downfalls and what led to one of the downfalls of the Power Rangers brand as a whole was the fact that every two years they wanted to reboot everything and make it all brand new with brand new characters. But that's not how media is consumed anymore. Yeah, now exactly. people want to see, you know, what this their favorite character has been up to for the last two years. They want to see what, you know, they want to yeah. see their, their favorite characters stick around for more than just, you know, yeah. what I mean, the kids aren't dumb. They understand that, hey, uh, Power Rangers is back on. Oh, wait, they look exactly the same. It's because they literally filmed the whole thing in one shot and then just divided it into two years. So I, I don't know. I, I wish Saban and I wish Hasbro would have figured that out before they went, oh, we can't figure out why it doesn't cancel. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, one more one more story of that day. I got my Master Morpher the same day Cosmic Fury came out. Oh, cool. <laughs> so <laughs> so they're, they come in the room here. Uh, downstairs before we we're about to go upstairs and they're like they're comparing their morphers they're like this oh so cool and i was just like guys unless you got a master morpher you're just a cheap copy and i pulled it out they were like oh my god because <laughs> they love that episode. so it was just like is that what is that what, what what they were just like dumbfounded by seeing the master morpher there too so it was it was cool it was a good that was really it was cool really fun day really fun evening probably one of the most fun like you know movie evening days that i've had in a really really long time and uh just really enjoyed watching them enjoy it as much as i did so it's just always That's heartwarming good. when you when people around you love the thing that you loved as a kid not to like mm -hmm. push it on them but like but to really enjoy it and uh 
my youngest, he's really into Ninja Turtles right now. So he's kind of, he hasn't abandoned Power Rangers and he was definitely there at the end watching and, you know, with all that stuff, but he was kind of playing around with my niece and stuff too. So he was kind of in and out, but those two dudes, it was like right in their age range, everything they loved about it. It was just perfect. And when Void Knight showed up, when uh, Tarek showed up and did the moves, I heard him yell again, you know, and I was just like, yes, that landed too. Cause they love <laughs> Void Knight, you know, like it's just, I'm glad that like he looks so badass, especially to kids without <laughs> yeah. the suit. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, Cause sure. to me, he's still, he was even better without the suit almost just like doing the moves, but yeah. Oh, and they were asking me through the whole thing. They're like, where's the baby? What happened with the baby? So getting resolution <laughs> on the baby at the very end of the whole thing was mm -hmm. very like paid off for them. They were like, Oh, the baby's name is this. And it's, it's a girl or a boy. Or I can't remember exactly. It was a girl named Poppy. Girl, Poppy girl named Poppy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're like, that's like pop pop. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> you know? yep. so it, was just, it was, it was cool. And it just shows that like, also the kids want to know what the parents are up to as well in these shows too. So when they just completely drop the parents off and exclude what's going on, it doesn't connect like real life to them. You know, it doesn't, mm -hmm. doesn't have that, that kind of thing. So, um, t gle gleaming 10 out of 10 for them. Like they loved awesome. it every moment. Well, I do have a small surprise. I have Charlotte's first review. All right. <laughs> because um, Mimi was out of town this weekend, um, which means that, like away, I was just solo dadding. Yeah. And well, here's the thing is I, I don't let Charlotte watch like a ton of TV. But whenever I'm cooking and there is no other adult to like play with her, the TV is just a very convenient child glue where I can know where she is and like mo like look up, monitor her. And she's not in the kitchen with me reaching up, trying to grab knives or hot stoves or anything like that. Because she's tall enough now she can reach the stoves. We have um, childproof things over the um, you know stove handles, but she could still touch something hot and hurt herself. So generally, if it's just me, I'm like, OK, we're going to watch something. We're going to put something silly on. And then once dinner's ready, it'll turn off. We'll go eat dinner. Uh, and so this time I'm like, well, I'm going to have to do that a whole lot. Let's put on some Cosmic Fury. Let's see how she reacts to it. <laughs> and she really liked the morphs. Because it was just music and color. Oh, yeah. So that's something that she connects with. And she was just bouncing up and down a lot with that. We got through five episodes. And her favorite was the fifth one. Because when they were doing the heavy metal song in costumes, she was so hyped. She was running back and forth between the couch and the beanbag, just bouncing into the couch, bouncing into the beanbag. And then whenever they're going, shout, shout, she was going, shout, shout, shout. And she was just singing along with uh, Meat Chrome. So my daughter's favorite band is now Meat Chrome. And... Uh, <laughs> I love the fact that your daughter's uh, technically a metalhead. She's yeah. technically a metalhead right now. Um, <laughs> dig, it. dig it. I dig it. It's great. It's very fun. Um, awesome. And she that. Yeah. Everything about Meat Chrome really just hyped her up a whole lot. I think it helped that they looked kind of like Muppets. And um, yeah, she just really enjoyed the all the musical aspects. Um, it didn't keep her attention 100%. There was a lot of downtime where they were discussing plans or relationships yeah. and she would wander off and play with her little kitchen set either way she was still like in a room that i could monitor easily so it did its job 
Um, but I think that was a, a, a positive review uh, awesome. from Charlotte for Cosmic Fury. Excellent. That's great. Love it. Maybe she was a little young for that. Don't 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 write comments telling me she's too young. <laughs> I know. I already know. I made a choice. Get out of here. Get out. Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of. Oh, I think it was like two weeks ago. I took uh, took Nolan, who's turning five. Took him to my parents' house. Um, I got over there to help my my parents fix a a sunshade because uh, they had a busted sunshade. So my dad needed help, so I went over there to help him. So I brought Nolan with me, and uh, <laughs> my parents had The Shining on TV. Oh no! <laughs> and they left it on. No. <laughs> oh, that's... oh no! no like... I mean, there was no. There wasn't during any of the horror. It's, it, the parts where uh, Jack Nicholas like approaches the the girl in the the ballroom or whatever. You know. Okay, that's fine. At least it wasn't the elevator of blood scene. No, it wasn't anything like that. But... That's almost so horrifying. It's kind of comical that a kid might not understand and just think it's a funny, weird thing. But well, I, he he was you know he was watching, like, he was interested, and I'm you know I walk up to my mom I'm like, mom, I don't think letting the four year old watch The Shining is the best thing to do right now. I think mm-hmm. like maybe we should turn on a cartoon or something. All right, so I think that's a perfect uh, opportunity to segue to the main conversation point at hand for the episode tonight. We are going to focus on the dorks part of Dads Are Dorks. Uh, We're going to talk about collections, specifically how do we like to display our collections? Because we're all dorks. We all collect different things. Uh, Actually, uh, partly, I think we might collect some of the same things, but um, we all display things differently in in different ways. yeah, I mean the the best way to do it is just to jump right into it. And um, and Tyler, um, what displays are you the most proud of in your collection? Well, Chris, the podcast listeners can't see this, but I did turn my computer around specifically so that my uh, comic wall that I posted all over Twitter is clearly on display. This um started uh actually. It's Eric's fault. Let's blame Eric. It was on an episode of um, Ranger Command Power Hour, and um, we were pre- previewing some uh, comics uh, that were coming up with the Comic Squad, and we we're talking about all these amazing Goni Montez covers um, that had him holding just all these helmets that I really love for all these um, different Ranger teams, and I'm like, dang, those are cool. I should at least try and get those. And then I was at the comic store and I'm like, oh, they have some older ones. I should get those. And then Eric's like, hey, I know this eBay site has the ones you're looking for real cheap. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) no. So now I have a wall because if I'm going to go down this rabbit hole, I'm going to at least try and make art out of it. Yeah, because my thought process is there. There are a lot of things that I buy because they bring me joy and. I do try and bring them out regularly, but for the most part, they live in a box. You know, I think we all have a couple of boxes of things that we worked really hard to get that we're very proud of, but still get tucked away and put away. And I I decided this time that, no, if I'm going to invest money and time that I spend trying to find deals or comic shops that have certain covers I'm looking for, I I want to display it. And so I worked hard uh, designing exactly how I want my layout to go on my computer. 
And um, I just kind of started filling it in. I got some uh, acrylic um, comic holders that I then just command stripped to my wall in the pattern that I wanted and just gently expanded it as I filled out some of the Ranger teams. And it is something that I'm very proud of. It's something that I think I tried very hard to make look aesthetically pleasing. And it's something I'm having a lot of fun updating too. Even just today, I changed out a cover that had the evil Green Ranger holding the Sword of Darkness inside of a helmet with the um, new Matt Green Ranger from the comics. I don't know what his official title is. Green 2? Anyway, um, because I like the look of the kind of evolving of the different Rangers as you go down. Because for a lot of them, I'll have... Mighty Morphin Red, followed by Mighty Morphin Red with the Dragon Shield, followed by Omega Red, and just kind of almost telling a story with the order that I have them placed in. And that's just something that is very appealing to me. And it's part of part of the reason I kind of pitched this episode, because I I'm I really found a lot of joy in not just finishing a collection although it's never done they keep announcing new ones and i'm like gosh dang it i'm running out of wall space okay goni montez you need to slow down my bud okay (laughs) like i don't know how much further i can expand this thing um i'm gonna have to start subbing out some teams like if he finishes that uh ranger emissary series that he's starting on i'm just gonna sub out the turtles and put that one in you know i'll probably i'll probably rotate it at my own whims (laughs) We'll see. Cool. I don't know if I need every Draken Evo on there. Maybe I'll want something else later on down the line. It's something that I, I developed specifically so that it's very easy for me to just pick the comic out of the acrylic sleeve yeah. and then either put it in one of my comic boxes that, again, are in a dark closet that doesn't always see the light of day. Right. And then I can put a new one in there or swap it out for something else if I feel like it's more thematically pleasing to me um and on the other side i have um a collection of tom whalen covers from the massive verse because he's done a a smaller series of covers for those that i very much enjoy and unlike coney montez he does not constantly come out with new ones every other month so that one's a slower evolution of comics but i still like them and i think I think the patterns are just very calming to me almost to see things that I like represented that way. Yeah. And so that's that's how I chose to kind of display my collection just in a way that I think uh, kind of looks nice, pulls the room together. Yeah. And I love that, too. Like, I love because it's art, right? So it's just yeah. displaying art. It's art. It really is. Art. So it's it's cool. And I I I don't have that much comic that many comics in like one place on my wall, but I definitely have a lot of different comics displayed throughout my building here, my nerd building. Um, and I love that. I, lo- I think that's really cool. Yeah. And uh, there are different strategies you can have where whether you display a comic because it's very rare and you're very proud of it or 
some of the comics that are very prominently placed on my wall weren't necessarily expensive or hard to find, but they are art and it's art that speaks to me. And mm-hmm. so I put it up there next to something that, you know, maybe cost me a little bit more. Maybe I shouldn't have spent as much money on, but it completes the set and I'm a crazy person. So I had to. Do you have the Mighty Morphin Zero variants, the Goni Montez, the the originals? I, I don't. I wish I would have gotten those, but yeah, I don't have them either. I don't. And the reason for that, I, I've had some opportunities to buy them and I haven't um, because they're not virgin variants. They have the number zero on there. They have um, the title on there, I think. And yeah. they have um, the writer's credits on there. And so to me, that's not as nice of a display piece. Gotcha. Whenever it's got the title or yeah. credits or anything like that on there. So those have never really, well, I shouldn't say never. They appealed to me before the um, foil virgin yeah. ones came out. Once those came out, I'm like, oh, shiny. That's what I want on my wall. Yeah. So I I tend to avoid anything that has writing because then it feels less arty to me. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Mason, talk about your collection, how you display what what, what are you most proud of here? So as far as like my display, um, I have a lot of my Ranger toys that I've collected from Lightning Collection. And I'm not a completionist in that set at all. Like I... uh, I I really like the Tom Whalen stuff. So like you were bringing out, you you love the Tom Whalen variants. I love all the art. So I've kept all the boxes and above me, you can kind of see it in the corner, but above me, I have just all of my favorite teams that I've gotten just displayed in his art at the very top shelf. And then I've just gotten random things. I've gotten the zaps. So I've got those displayed behind me as well. Big, I'm a big fan of like the uh, the Spider-Man, the Marvel Legends Spider-Man cards. So I've been collecting a lot of those as well too. So I have this wall behind me that I actually built shelves, LED lights, everything. These really heavy-duty shelves finally, and got it right how I how, how I like to display it. And it's easy to dust, easy to keep clean, and everything too. So that's uh, that's really good. I'm not like I said, I haven't been a long-time collector. It's really started with the comics, like you, Tyler. Uh, when the comics started, I was like, I want to collect these. This is what I'm going to collect now. Um, and it's really been really fun for me and my son. His literal entire existence, we've collected these Power Rangers comics together. I'd like to display more of them. Um, and I have an idea for those foils that we were just talking about, Tyler. But uh, I do have certain, like, art. I do like collecting cool art. Like, cool, you know, whether it's a comic book or, like, a print I've bought. Uh, I have a CV print of a of the uh of the gold ranger uh cv mm-hmm. did a foil print of the gold ranger that i have upstairs right as you come up the stairs yeah. on the wall it's so right. cool it's and everybody who sees it they don't even like power rangers like that's so cool you know so uh cv awesome artist um but uh does really cool great work so um you know that as far as that goes i i just uh i keep most of my toys in the boxes so uh basically so I can display them and then I let the kids play with some of them. But I, I'm, I definitely like keeping the boxes just for art purposes. And so that's kind of like head heads up my collection. And um, yeah, but as far as comic books, most of them are in the boxes. <laughs> um, I really like the variants that uh, I can't remember the artists, but the variants of that they did, they did of the moments in Ranger history, like when yeah. Jason, Oh yeah. 
looks at the red ranger as and he's as the gold ranger when he looks at the at the glass in the yep. command center mm-hmm. i have that one displayed on the wall upstairs but um but yeah and then i and then i've collected some things from like hobby lobby and things like that that i have like a darth vader like this abstract darth vader on the wall and then an abstract iron man on the wall and stuff like that but uh I, uh, I I do have to keep the collecting down a little bit sometimes because my wife, she's just like, I don't want it to turn into a complete nerd fest in there. But uh, but also <laughs> but also you have your wall and that's where you and that my wall. If you look at this wall, it pretty much describes me perfectly. There's a little bit of Final mm-hmm. Fantasy. There's a little bit of Digimon, mostly Power Rangers. Te- there's a te- I have a Tetris lamp above me. That thing turns on and illuminates, which is really cool because I'm like a huge Tetris guy. And then I have like my guitar amp, you know, my mini guitar amp behind me. I got a war machine helmet. So it's just kind of like my collaboration of a lot of things. And I don't really place them. Oh, I want this section here. I want this section there. I just kind of like mix them in. And if that looks cool, I'll do that, you know? So that's kind of my display thing. And then I like to like, like, like we were saying before, I like to like spread out different pieces through the wall, through this building, which has been really cool that I've had the the, that I finally got the chance to build what I wanted my, like my nerd mansion, you know, <laughs> so I could just yeah. like put anything anywhere I want and uh, still make it cool. Still make it where my wife comes in here and she's just like, you got what you wanted. Yep. You did. This is cool. <laughs> you know? so. Yeah. I definitely, I, uh, before building kind of my wall, I still presented the idea to my wife before I really went all in on it. Um, just because, I always feel like decorating, even if it's a space that I spend more time in than her, I definitely want her sign off on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not just going to be like, I'm doing this. Blah, blah, blah. I, I want to make sure that I'm like, hey, I'm looking at doing this. Here is kind of a rough up of what I'm thinking. Um, It's going to end up looking something like this. It's going to take up this much space. And she was like, yeah, of course, like, go for it. Like, that actually looks very nice. Um, But I just, I don't ever want it to be like, I I don't feel like there's any space in my house that is just mine. And that's by design. I want it that way. I want it to be welcoming to everybody. Uh, Because this room that uh, I record in, that I play D&D in, um, I'm the primary person who spends time up here. But it's also we can make it into a guest room. So I want to make right. sure also yeah. any guests who are here feel comfortable. We have not had a guest here since I put up the um <laughs> Tony Montez wall. And it is right over the bed. So I am a little concerned that they're going to have like three dozen Power Ranger helmets staring at them as they sleep. And I don't know don't how people are gonna feel about that yet. Don't worry about we'll it. see. Yeah. We'll they're gonna see. feel amazing. No, I and I like that I love point, it. Tyler. Cause like every bit of like design aspect, my wife had a hand in she like our stairs. Mm -hmm. She totally did. I was like, I don't want them to look like wooden shed stairs. They're still the wooden shed stairs, but she like stained them and painted them in a way that looks really cool and looks really sleek. The wall behind me, like the paper that we put is the background. She did all that. The, the color of the shelves, that was all her design. So yeah, definitely Mm -hmm. having her, her input is very important to me with all of that, the rug in here, that's her idea. And so, um, you know, just, but she, like, since I did build this as my office slash toy room slash game room and all that, she's really let me pretty much do whatever I want in here with her, like, 
let's make it look good. But also yeah. if we do have a guest, yeah, we have had guests stay upstairs and they're usually like, wow, this is really cool. Like, so I've not yeah, gotten anybody sure. like, what a nerd, you know, like I've gotten people that's just <laughs> like, this is cool and it looks really modern, but it's awesome. So, um, mm -hmm. But yeah, the CV print probably gets the most traction when people come in. It's not the wall. It's the, they come up the stairs and they see the, uh, the gold ranger and they're like, holy crap, that's cool. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> what does that say? I'm like, I have no clue what it says. But <laughs> and real quick, Chris, I'm going, I'm going to cut in front of you and I'm going to go twice oh, because I was already talking we, about my wife and we, I we all know I'm going to take the most time. So I know I want to show off my wife's collection a little bit. Uh, I just sent it in the group chat. My wife collects um, glass pumpkins. Oh, I think we talked they're, about this. There, yeah, I've talked about it before. Um, there is wow. a local glass blowing shop, um, cool. and they're they're uh, kind of famous. Uh, a, a lot of it for these pumpkins, and every year uh, they come out with new designs and new colors. And it is, it's not a completionist type of collection where uh like i have a checklist of goni montez covers and i know i i know exactly what percentage of them i own and what percentage right. of them i don't want to own this is more of a we make it a tradition every year to go out and buy at least one more pumpkin to kind of add and this year i thought uh i'd do something nice and i got them out from the basement unwrapped them all uh cleared off our mantle because uh, we like to display them on top of uh, our fireplace mantle because it, it really makes the room feel a lot more folly because we don't have many opportunities to decorate that room. Really. Yeah, it's like perfect. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's great. It, it really is. And I set it up and she said, honey, I appreciate that so much. But that's not at all how I want it set up. Step aside. I'm going to rearrange it. <laughs> yeah. And she did. And it does look better. It looks a lot better the way she did it. And, you can hang your hat just... on. I got it out for you and got the pieces all ready for you to put in place. <laughs> yeah, I got it's enough brownie points in doing counts. that. It's the um, thought. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where I, I couldn't tell you exactly why she put them the way she did, but it looks good, I think. And it's something that she gets just really happy whenever we find like a really unique pumpkin whenever we're out uh, shopping at this glass store. Um, and she has some friends who will pick some up for her at secondhand shops. So they see one reminds them uh, of her. And it's just something that, uh, I, I saying I'm proud of almost sounds like demeaning and I don't mean that it is something that she is proud of. And thus I feel so much joy from seeing her, you know, go up there and say, you're stupid for setting out this way. Let me just do it this way. Yeah. She didn't call me stupid. I made that up, but yeah, I just uh, I wanted to share my wife's glass pumpkin collection because it's a little bit less nerdy, but it is a collection and setting it up in an aesthetically pleasing way is something that she does that I can very much uh, kind of relate to and enjoy. Yeah, it's something you both can yeah. enjoy, too, which is really cool. Yeah, because yeah, like if she set up my Goni Montez wall and she put Mighty Morphin Red next to like. <laughs> Yeah, we're drawing the up Tommy, the papers here. The know? Tommy like, like five part thing. I'd be like, what are you doing? Why would you? <laughs> those two shouldn't be next to each other. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, I I will add an addendum to what I was saying before. Like, this is my space, and I and I put things there. The house is completely hers. I don't do anything in the house. Like, I don't yep, for sure. suggest a picture goes anywhere anymore. I built shelves for our bedroom this weekend, actually, but mm -hmm. like 
she picked out the color, the brackets, the, all the, the whole thing. And she, I will hang them and I'll do whatever she wants in there, like, and make it hers. So I kind of gave, she's like, you gave me my house back so you can have your building up there. <laughs> See, yeah, I never push anything nerdy in the house. Yeah. I, I don't want there to be, like, I don't have any comic books hung in the living room. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, I yeah. never want to push that. I I feel like my role is I as I try and like push a little bit on the color spectrum because like we painted pretty much every wall in this house when we bought it and uh, we'd step into a room and she's like I'm thinking like an off white or gray in here and I'm like or blue <laughs> and just trying to I'm 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 the color side of the negotiation of trying to not have every wall in our house white. be white gray beige i'm like let's try let's just paint a little section here and see how we like it and yeah. you know it's a good thing that i don't rainbow our house and it's a good thing that she doesn't beige our house we find a nice in between by doing that yeah yeah that's good yeah all right definitely definitely live in the off-white world for sure so i see you <laughs> I will okay, I will Chris. make mine as as fast as I can make it here. Take your time, bud. So. This is this is your episode. This is something that you <laughs> you think about a lot and you put a lot of work into it and take pride in it, man. Take your time. Oh no, I mean trust me, I I take plenty of pride in uh in everything I got. I have admittedly too much. Um and then the process of of paring things down and letting go of things and you know making decisions and and we've talked about it before at least I've brought it up before a lot of the times for me a lot of the stuff I have I kept because it reminds me of a memory you know so obviously my my biggest part of my collection would be transformers that's something I grew up with that was that was my childhood so many memories tied to it and every one of the you know original transformer toys that i have not the stuff you know from the last like 20 years but stuff from 35 years ago um for the most part i can tell you exactly when i got it what holiday it was what relative it was from <clears throat> because I, I i again i attach memories to stuff um so as i start slimming things down and and deciding to let things go it's like like breaking up part of a memory or coming to terms or coming to grips being like you know what i'm okay with letting this go remembering it oh yeah okay you know some stuff no i can never do but anyways aside from the pot um there's really only three i i broke it down to three categories that i collect so i have i have my transformers and obviously transformers is very large very encompassing there's so many you know 40 years of history um really the only thing i collect with transformers today currently is stuff that homages the original you know g1 as they call it the the 84 through i i stop at about 88 but 84 through 88 that's the only like current stuff i collect when they do nods or throwbacks or hey you know we're releasing this new version of of you know a uh, war path you know here you go yeah i'll buy that you know the beast war stuff you know i know that was the 90s and stuff that's more your generation um i just wasn't super into it and that's where i draw the line i won't do that because otherwise it'd be completely and totally broke uh, i saw some beast war stuff at ollie's the other day yes. and i was very <laughs> tempted oh yeah oh yeah ollie's yeah. yeah they had like the reissues there for cheap and stuff right now oh yeah no, no trust me i got some in the closet um <laughs> like, but I, I in my fairness i bought them a year ago at walmart when they were like ten dollars each um 
I have my, I call it the tokusatsu, and I'll give you guys a tour with the webcam here. We'll try anyways. Um, so the tokusatsu is kind of right there. Sorry, my monitor's in the way there. But you oh, know, yeah, is that Q Ranger on top? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Q Ranger oh, yeah. slash Cosmic Fury, whatever you want to call it. Q Ranger <laughs> into to Power Rangers slash Sentai. Um, most of the figures you see are, uh, as we get down to the bottom, right we'll say right where's my finger right there those are sh figure arts those are the high-end japanese um from bondi super articulated figures and the lightning collections kind of below that um the detolf the glass detolf is common writer guy just common writer yeah. guy nothing but common writer guy so good yeah um corner shelf is going to eventually be there's some common writer on the top um but it's going to bleed into obviously gi joe and then transformers really <laughs> takes over the rest and i'll get this back into a decent spot there um yeah i mean what am i most proud of obviously probably i mean i'm I'm proud everything i display i'm proud of um you know i i'm keeping i i came to a conclusion about a year ago and, and this isn't like when I say like I'm slimming things down, it's not like I had a quote unquote problem or anything. It's not like I was spending my mortgage on toys because that's not the case. It's just I had extra spending money. Eh, yeah, I want that. I buy it. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is just coming to grips with what I want to keep and what I want to let go. What means the most to me. So I'm proud of my collection because what I have is what I want. And it's what I want to keep. Hmm. Stuff that is not currently on display, which is in my garage and is more bins than i would like to uh, publicly admit to um those will be things that you know as time progresses as more time becomes available i will sell and, and move on from um and a lot of it is most of it is probably transformers and it's stuff that came out you know from 2002 through 2017 2016 maybe um where i was just buying randomly because it looked cool um yeah, I mean, it's just, I have a lot. I, I think the one, if I was to say I'm the most proud of one specific thing, it'd probably be that Common Rider Gaim collection that I have. Because um, I did buy like every SH figure art they, they put out. And they put out almost every one. Almost. There's like three or four they never put out. Um, but I have a, a custom-made uh, helmet from Anarchy um, of one of the Common Riders, Common Riders in Ketsu. So I yeah, think I'm one of only two cool. people in the world who ever ordered one from them. So I have one. Somebody else has the other. Um, that was my favorite and still is my favorite comrade or form. It's kind of like a I'll to post a picture in the group chat or something for for Tyler. But it's, you know, no, I've seen him. Oh, you've seen him? Yeah, he's white. He's got the green shield and he's got a sword. You know, it's a yeah, sword and shield I've, motif. You know, it's I've my... seen the first two episodes of Gaim. And from what I understand is that I I I've barely touched the sur surface of that show you right now i think dancing no is still idea. a big element and so i'm not continuing on with it just because it's <laughs> very funny to me hearing people talk about gaim and i'm like why aren't they talking about the break dancing that was such a big part of it that is the joy of the writer of that series ganarubuchi who the creator uh one of the creators of uh madoka magical girls the anime oh yeah so uh, his his nickname is uh, in the anime communities uh, famously uh, again the Uro Butcher because you know if you've watched Madeka Magic Girls it's all happy and and fun and pretty until it's not and then it's really really not uh, he takes the same approach here with Common Rider Guy hmm. um, 
what starts off as dancing competition ends up uh becoming uh basically uh fruit jesus and adam and eve and cain and abel and i mean it just uh, characters die like it's uh, and it's just it was unexpected it was like nine or ten episodes of happiness and then like episode 11 you're like huh what <laughs> and it just it, it it just yeah um but it was one of the reasons it's so special to me is that is probably my favorite time in like the quote unquote online tokusatsu fandom community, whatever you want to call it. Um, that is where my friendships that I have with a lot of people that we talk to on the podcast, like Eric, for example, that series helped bond all of us together so much because we would literally watch the horrible, horrible, low quality online stream as it happened on some like eighth party cool. website that I'm sure was loading viruses on my computer. <laughs> We'd watch it there. Then we would download the raw episode with no subtitles so we could see it again, but in high definition. Mm -hmm. And then we would like wait and set timers and set alerts for when the actual subtitle, you know, uh, fan subtitle would come out. And then we download that immediately. And then we would all get together and talk about it. Um, I remember PMC 2016. Does that sound right? I don't no, know it'd be twenty. It'd be twenty fourteen. It'd be twenty fourteen. Oh, sorry, twenty fourteen. Okay. Um, it was twenty fourteen because that was my first PMC. Comma uh, Rider Guy was airing at that time, and we all paused on Sunday morning before going to the show because the subtitles had come out, and so we downloaded the subtitle. And it was like me, Eric, and a few other mutual friends, like just on a on a laptop, sat there and watched Gaim. And that was how we started the last day of PMC. Then we're like, okay, now that that's done, we can go actually do what we're supposed to be here that we pay all this money to fly across the country for. Um, that's cool. So that's why Gaim holds a, a very special place in my heart. Uh, I have a, I don't have it's on the floor, but I have a framed picture uh, autograph from Gaku Sano, the guy who plays Kamen Rider Gaim. Um, cool. That our a friend of of well, all of us, Corey was able to grab for me at uh, the last Japan World Heroes. Um, so it's personalized to Chris. Um, but yeah, and then and Transformers, obviously, it's just, again, something that that was my first thing. I mean, I was heartbroken when the show ended. I was heartbroken when the original comic ended. Um, I can tell those stories time and time again. Um, obviously, like, do I decide as we progress down this discussion here and collecting? So for someone like me, do I decide to put something on a shelf or do I decide to pack it away? Um, there was a time in my life where, yes, I was buying two. Because I had intention of, you know, I'm going to hold on to this because it might be worth something someday. Um, and that that almost did become problematic because I was buying two of everything. So, you know, back then, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe a figure cost $15, but that was $30 a pop every single time something came out. Um, and in, in fairness, it did pan out for the most part. Transformers did increase their value significantly, especially stuff that was, you know, 25 years old now is is popping. I mean some of my loose transformers armada and energon toys will go for three or four times what i paid for them back in 2004 and five well that's um, always a risk oh it's will, it's a huge risk but i will never forget have you guys seen that picture of um the couple going through divorce court in the 90s and in the middle of the courtroom is a big pile of beanie babies and they're on their hands and knees deciding who gets what Beanie Baby in the divorce oh because they were so convinced they were going to be worth money that it was considered like assets for them. Oh, I, I, I can but, believe that. And yeah. And, and here's the thing as, as someone who I, I consider themselves a veteran collector to an extent, um, not a high end collector. I'm not one of those people. I, I don't go out and buy nine to thousand dollar, you know, yeah. piece items. If I could trust me, I would, but I can't. Um, 
I just drool over them online. I, I will tell it. you now the the biggest mistake that anybody who's collecting can make is, ooh, I'm gonna buy that because it might be worth something. Yes, yeah, hundred percent. Especially in today's collecting market, because yeah. everybody is buying two just in case, just in case this mm-hmm. is the one that hits. Case in yep. point, look at the Master Morpher that came out for Power Rangers. Right, you could only buy two. Yep. I would say a majority of the people that I am friends with bought two. Absolutely, yeah, I did. A majority, yeah, because well, you know, and, and you justify it to yourself. Well, what if mine breaks? Okay, yeah, you have a second one, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you You're know, gonna, yeah, we've all it, heard it, the it is going to be sold for much more than what you bought it for. My like, eventually, uh, I bought a legacy Green Ranger helmet from Bondi back in like 2017. Right, uh, it never showed up. Amazon said they delivered it. I contacted Amazon. They said, "Our bad. We'll send you another one." Well, turns out they did send me the first one. It was just lost in the mail room at the uh, apartment I lived in. So I got two. So I have one that I opened. I have one sealed. Yeah, that sealed one apparently goes for like $700 now. That is what you call luck. Mm. That is luck. The people that are buying, you know, four or five, six of these lightning collection dragon daggers thinking they're going to be like the legacy dragon daggers and blow up in price. Mm -mm. They're not going to. Um you know, because about the time that they could hit a good value, they'll release something new, whether it's Japan or the US. Um, so don't ever get in that one. But for me, like what what is my decision for when I want to put something on the shelf versus keep it packed away? Uh, at this point, if I buy it, it's going on the shelf. Um, there's, there's no reason I would buy something and keep it unopened. If I really want something like, for example, I'm a, a huge uh, Zeo Gold Ranger fan, right? Power Ranger Zeo Gold Ranger fan. So yeah, uh, yeah, I was that guy at San Diego Comic Con that year that was able to get people to trade, and I walked away with six of the Gold Ranger and Armored Red Ranger two packs. Dang, nice. Yeah, I posted that picture, and I, I actually had someone at Hasbro being like, "Really? <laughs> we knew someone was going to do it. We forgot about you, but that makes sense. Forgot you were going to no be one. there. We forgot you were going to be there. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and I still have one sealed because that is obviously a character that means a lot to me. So that is something I wanted. I have one open. I have one sealed. Yeah. Um, and in fairness, I never did sell those at upmarked prices. Those were stuff that was one was gifted to somebody, one was purchased for somebody, um, and then the other one I sold to another friend at cost. So. Uh, I'm not that I'm not that scalper guy who's like, I'm going to flood the market. Um, yeah. And I, I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with getting a few of something like, for instance, the Master Morpher. I don't think anybody's ever going to m- reproduce the Master Morpher again. You know, oh no, it's going to be no. one of those that later it probably will be worth more than it you paid for it. Like the Green Ranger helmet. That's a big item, you know, the, in mm-hmm. these type of things that sealed two pack is is probably going to go for a lot later on but um you know but there are people like you said you were in the habit of buying two just to buy two for you know oh i'll sell everything but yeah and and i feel you on that i keep everything in my boxes but i open them and we play with them like so yeah. it's not like it's, yeah. I, I just like the boxes for the art um you know if they were just pit, like the newer style boxes i'm like yeah whatever i'll keep them but like i well, don't care yeah, well, yeah and 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 looking at like the using lightning collection as the example, like in those older style boxes, you can put them back and you can put yeah. them back in their box. They're good mm-hmm. easily. When yeah. Hasbro decided to go windowless and it just is, it's just open. Yeah. You, you can't do that. And they got rid of Tom Whalen. Yeah. They got this thing they could have done. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is, but yeah, I mean, 
like I said, if I buy it now, it's going on the shelf. My problem now is um, I'm still I'm Where? I'm o- I'm o- <laughs> I'm OCD. So yeah. if I'm gonna put my shelf together, I want to put it together right. I want to put it together the right way. I want certain characters standing in a certain rows, and you know everything's gonna be artistic because again, we were talking about wives and how our wives play into things. You know, she made a comment when I originally had this room. So story real quick. So I'm in a in a one of our bedrooms that is gifted to me by my wife she said you can take (laughs) this room because i was not going to have a room uh she said no why don't you take the bedroom and just use it you can make your make it your office you can get a you know put a gaming pc in there put shelves up put your toys in there whatever and it could be your your man cave so to speak and i was like (gasps) so i took that to heart immediately went out and bought you know shelves and and it's just bookshelves it's nothing special i'm not you know i'm on a budget here i'm not a millionaire i I work 40 plus hours a week no, I don't have an IKEA close to me, and there's no way in the world I'm paying their shipping prices. Yeah, no. So if I trust me, if I could, and and my parents before they moved out here, like I had five Detolfs that I left at at their house, and they ended up giving them away only because my parents in their seventies, it's too much work for them to take that stuff apart and yeah. mm-hmm. and pack it and and then trust you know build like movers to do it like no yeah. like. So we 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 bid adieu to the Detoffs, and I actually tried to give them away to collectors in the area, and I was turned down because they are not um, uh, white; they were black, like oh. they have black wood. I'm like, really? Like, I don't know. I just I found that absolutely crazy. Uh, but anyway, so what, when I'm displaying them, I try to display it like art. Like, obviously, like I have a lot of open space on the walls. I have things I do plan to put on my walls. I have a signed 2017 Power Rangers movie poster that I got from Lionsgate. I want to get that framed and put up on the wall. Uh, my favorite band is Seven Dust. I have a signed poster that I completely forgot that I had. I discovered it the other day. I need to get that framed, put on the wall. Um, yeah. I have every single issue of Radiant Black, every single cover I'd like to get those put up on the wall especially like issue one that's gonna take a lot of space why well, i, I figured my massive first box is full of covers just, okay there's just enough room comic book wise to fit right above the door frame i could do a complete ring around the entire room granted that i probably cool. couldn't do it over the shelves where the toys are um i mean i could but um i'm just thinking that's a lot of command strips uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm willing to invest that much money on command strips, but you know, to do something like that. Plus, I'm trying to think. I do streaming sometimes. I want to make sure I have a pleasant background. Like this is not a bad background. I mean, grand people can't see it, but if you've ever seen my stream on Twitch or something, you know what my background looks like. I, this is very busy. This is not a good background for streaming. It's very busy. I need something a little bit more plain or whatever um, for when I do do that. And and you know, because. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I, like I said, OCD. So it's taken me a very long time to get every bookshelf exactly how I want it. Because on top of that, it's, you know, we live in a world where we pre-order stuff. So I know what I have coming later on. So as mm-hmm. I'm building these displays, you know, like for example, I have a figure art shelf for, uh, for Bondi for, uh, well, I mean, I guess there's technically some Power Rangers there. It would be the equivalent of Super Mega Force Gokaijin, right? So I have the figure arts there. So I have my uh, Mobirate, which is the the Morpher plus the Silver Rangers Morpher plus the Ranger keys that came with those or whatever. And then I have the figure arts for each one of them with their Ranger key next to them plus the new Gokai Red figure art that really super posable, like just like the most amazing action figure I've ever held in my hands. I got him up there, but then I also have like the three Japanese series that we'll never get over here. Zenkaiser, um, well, just the two actually, Zenkaiser and Don Brothers. I have those. I have the gold Zenkaiser, and the, sorry, the gold um, 
Tomb Kaiser is his name. Uh, but then I also have the current Sentai series coming out, uh, which is King Ojer. That figure art should be out really any day now. Um, so I had to leave a spot for him because he's coming. So I need to make sure, because I don't want to redo the entire shelf to fit that character. I know he's coming and I'm his ranger keys are coming in December. So I'll get his ranger key as well. So I can put that next to him. So I have to, that's my OCD. Gira? You're huh? looking for a Gira? You're looking for the red or? No, yeah, he's he's on pre-order. He should be releasing okay any day now and then i also have his uh his i don't want to say it i don't want to spoil anything uh rack or whatever the Rakiles? Uh, yeah yeah the uh oh kuagata Oger. i have him spoilers, on spoilers man well. come on yeah i'm just kidding no, that's not a spoiler <laughs> that's like that's not a spoiler that's pretty early oh kuagata Oger, yeah he's the the quote-unquote evilish um kind of gray slash silver ranger so i have his coming uh, i did not think that out ahead of time so now i'm like ocd again like what um mm-hmm. you know not but my biggest issue is space yeah well now yeah. i now i know exactly what i want to have displayed now i gotta figure out how i'm gonna display it because before um on my toku shelf i did not have the q ranger stuff out i had it packed away but with cosmic fury coming out and my love of just q ranger i was like you know what i want to display my q rangers because that's my favorite sentai so i'm going to display all of it so i have all the zords i have the role play weapons i have that's cool the vinyl mm-hmm. figures um, I have the ranger key, you know, so it's like, ah, uh, so that added, that took away two shelves of the bookshelf that I used to keep like Kamen Rider Forza, Kamen Rider Drive, Kamen Rider Build. I got a couple of Kamen Rider Geats that took that away. But anyways, my, my point is my OCD is going to overdrive. And so I always thinking ahead of, oh God, I need to make space for this toy that's coming out so I can go on the shelf with these characters. Cause that's where it goes, you know, whatever. But my wife was the one who came up with the idea when she walked in one day and said, I like, you know, your displays look cool, but you just literally took toys and put them on a shelf. There's no, there's no um, vertical. It's all horizontal scale. Yeah. You need mm-hmm. to make some vertical. So I took that nugget and I did a couple things and brought her in. She's like, oh yeah, it looks so much better. She's like, it's just more visually appealing that, you know, it's, yeah. it's tiered or whatever. So I'm like, I need to invest a lot of money in acrylic risers. So <laughs> I've, I have probably spent a lot, more than I want to admit on acrylic risers over the last couple of years. <laughs> Granted, I do put them on like, you know, uh, like for Amazon, like I put out there on my Amazon wishlist for birthday, Christmas, whatever. I always put acrylic risers uh, and I've been very fortunate. The people have been very blessed to me and have purchased me uh, acrylic risers for, you know, as birthday gifts or whatever, friends and stuff online. So I have plenty I think I have. I think I have like twenty left. About twenty yeah. left. Oh, perfect. Yeah. But okay. I've probably so not out. I've I've probably gone through about seventy five, um, <laughs> if not more, uh, that are currently in use, and I still have all the GI Joe to go through. Uh, I still have at least three or four more Transformer shelves to go through. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do on the top shelf and what figures I'm going to put there. Um, but adding that uh, that vertical access, that vertical, that Z-axis, we'll call it or whatever, uh, has completely changed the dynamic of how my displays look. And I'm much, much happier with them. Um, but it took a fresh set of eyes to do that. Because otherwise, I was going to put them on a shelf and just be like, yeah, cool. Yeah. And then I, I will say, if you can afford it, if you have a large collection, for anyone who's who's listening who has a lot of you know quote-unquote action figures or whatever if you have a large collection and you can afford it get something that has like a detolf that you can close to stop Mm -hmm. airflow to stop dust yeah 
I think the biggest issue I've had, like, like I have, a, I have a glass right here. It's almost empty, and I have a bunch of Q-tips. The transformers. I spent almost as much time, probably more time, cleaning them, getting dust off, because you know, it, it's not just a nice, you know, like, you know, you guys can't see it too much, but if even if you look at this guy, you see all these ridges and stuff like that. That's just oh dust. So it's it's taking a a moist paper towel and just kind of wiping off what I can, then taking a Q-tip, getting that moist, and then getting the nooks and crannies and getting the dust off of that. And then, I mean, that's it's Use hard your toy to clean. see. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> We're not I mean, it's, into that. that's, <laughs> it's kind of hard to see. But I mean, that's that Q-tip is pretty much black at the end, um, just from getting dust. Like Scorponok right behind me here, I haven't dusted him. I can tell you right now, he's he's take an hour <laughs> at, at least i mean i might yeah. as well just i might as well just get a clorox wipe and start there and see where i get and you know and I'll, the only thing that's going to happen is he's only just going to get more dust yeah, yeah so it just continues it's yeah. going to be a never-ending battle so it's it's a process of getting everything ready and set up and then once it's set up coming up in my head with a cleaning schedule and making it yeah. something making it something this is a goal of mine is making it something and i'm waiting for the boys to be a little bit older but making something that they can be a part of too because the one thing they know is dad's office is off limits. And as they get older, I don't want them to, I mean, I, I don't want them to touch anything without getting permission, obviously, but right. I want mm. this room to be a room that they can also enjoy as Ours. much as I enjoy. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And exactly. And that's kind of what I've done with this as well. So I would, you know? I would like to get into a cleaning schedule where I can be like, Hey, like my oldest, Hey, we're all going, would you it, like yeah. to come and I got to take apart a whole shelf and, and, clean stuff do you want to come help me and we can play with the toys as we're cleaning them make it a, an event yeah. um that he can take part in and one it's just an, an easy way to spend quality time with and make it a one-on-one -on -one thing not all three of them by all means no that'd be chaos um but one at a time just you know spend some quality time and and make this a a project and because anytime they do come in here anytime they do quote unquote help me with some stuff they immediately all run to their bedrooms and start making their own display shelves so it's something they want to do. It's something that they have an interest mm -hmm. in. It's something not necessarily that my wife really promotes on them too much. Um, yeah. You know, she she understands this to an extent. She tolerates it to an extent. Uh, obviously, if she had a perfect world, I none of this would exist. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's the give and take of, of being in a relationship, having a family is, you know. Mm -hmm making compromise and, and understanding that, you know what, I don't understand why, for example, I have to have um, the most crazy Halloween front yard in the neighborhood, but that's what she wants. And that's damn it, it yeah. damn it. That's what she's going to get. And I'm that's okay what with we're that. Gonna do. Yeah. 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 You know? So um, I think same. Cause I have to tame it too. Like she was on a mad tear. Cause she, the, the other day she was just like having a bad morning and she comes in and she's just like, the boys have too many toys and look at your wall and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, take a breath. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's all good. We'll weed out some of their older toys. They don't want, but this is not bad. Like this is okay. And we all enjoy this. And this is fun. She's like, yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah, like it's, you said, in it's her nice world, when things are on a shelf and not like being stepped on too. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, that's the, another advantage of collecting is it's like, this isn't just clutter. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you, you look around, if you put it on a wall, toys on the floor, it's not yeah. clutter anymore. It's art. 
And right. Yeah. And that's that really helped her as well for me, like to get everything off the ground. You can walk around in here clean, whatever mm -hmm. we keep it clean and all that. So, yeah, that that helped yeah. her mindset as well on that, too. So and that's that's like, that's the biggest challenge I have right now is I just I have so much stuff. It's it's I have boxes of, you know, yeah. you know, you take the figure out of the box, you know, because I, I do collect a lot of stuff from Japan and I do keep those boxes like any of the, the, the figures or whatever. They come in really nice boxes. They usually have a ton of accessories. I put them in there because if I do decide one day, hey, you know what? I'm going to ditch all these figure arts, the resale value on it, because right, mm -hmm. you can get some money back. The resale value uh, plummets if you don't have a box. Mm, yeah. Just plummets. Makes so sense. I kept the boxes because I know that at some point, someday, I, I probably will. Like, you know, if the kids want the Transformers, cool. But, you know, and it comes to like the lightning collection figures, actually, I think I got rid of a lot of those boxes, actually. Um, but like the the figure arts and stuff like that's that's stuff that needs to be put back together and then I can turn around and sell that and and you know whatever because that kind of stuff is is eternal. There's always going to be someone who's got an interest in you know in wanting to pick it up and that's the one thing I've learned with like Transformers for example is you know granted I am lucky I have a very popular um, toy store local to us uh, we'll call it it's Toy Federation. Look them up on YouTube one of the fastest growing yeah. youtube channels out there right now that youtube I was video even, was impressive yeah it was really cool and i was featured on the video yeah on their exactly. YouTube channel, That's what I mean. um selling some stuff that i uh had hung on to for years um but talking shop with the owner and stuff like i have a fairly good idea of what you can look online all you want and you can go to ebay and look at like the sold listings and see what people are buying and stuff. you can only do that so much because at the end of right. the day that is for one subsect of the collecting community. The other is the actual brick and mortar store and being able to go and be like, hey, you know, I so saw I talked to his name's Ryan. I'm like, Ryan, what's hot? What's tell me what's hot? And he's like, dude, I get transformers in, transformers go back out. Like yeah. it mm -hmm. transformers are just basically gold for it us. Never so die. yeah. He's like, Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's like, the newer stuff is kind of hit and miss, but he's like, I you know, I order the new stuff, but you know, for the most part, people bring in the old transformers. I want them, I buy them, I flip them almost immediately. He's like, I yeah. mean, they're he's like, we don't hold on to anything for more than maybe a couple months at the most. Um, mm -hmm. so it makes me feel good knowing like, okay, well, I have a whole garage yeah. <laughs> just waiting to go. And you were talking about your wife and you know about you know no toys not here you put them on the shelf right it's art it's not so there that is one of her hangups with my collection is just yeah. that i had so much and it still mm -hmm. takes up a large chunk of the garage probably at least a quarter of our garage because we can't fit our cars in the garage because they neither can i like, they didn't the... build this house like the garage wasn't like they're like oh you don't need that much room for a car what <laughs> um i mean like it would you would have to like fine tune like driving in to be able to park your car in there and then also fine-tune driving it out and i don't trust myself at five o'clock in the morning to do that but i never um, intended to use my garage for my car but i also maybe that's insane saying it out loud but it's just but i don't i don't have a basement here either so we don't have storage so the garage is our storage so we built shelves in the garage and and you know eventually we're going to move um all our gym equipment out of one of our rooms that we have downstairs and put it in the garage so we can actually have a dining room once the kids are old enough and stop playing in the what we call the playroom um, <laughs> which we're getting very close to only only my youngest goes in there now so we're we're probably about a year away from getting a new room in the house hmm. um but it all starts with having the room in the garage which means i got to get my button gear here but um as far as you know, ending ending the note on the strategies I do to keep it nice, it's it's just a matter of, you know, 
realizing you like you guys have said like it's art you know yeah comics yeah mm-hmm. comics on the wall that that that's literal art um but in a way this is art too um, no it's definitely art too like it's more three-dimensional yeah. than what i have on my wall but it is still art yeah you know it was still designed it was still like painted to some degree um yeah it's still displayed in the order that is aesthetically pleasing to you. Like, I think it's art and it's cool that you guys are also willing to share that with your kids and to like allow it to be taken down and played with. And I think that's great. Charlotte's never opening any of these goddamn comics. (laughs) That's a different thing. If she wants to read it, I have the standard copies in a box. She can read those. That's (laughs) fine. She's not opening these. We well, don't open I, the comics. Uh, yeah, I do yeah, with the no. preface too. There, there are certain shelves that they'll have to be in their teens before I let them handle, like you know, the stuff from the eighties <laughs> here, the Generation One mm-hmm. stuff, the stuff that um, Dad can't replace because it would cost too much money to replace even one figure. Um, mm-hmm. That stuff, Can you drink? It, no, you can't handle. It. <laughs> there, there's a little more. There's a little more trust in the fact that you know, because I mean, these are toys, right? They're toys, straight up. They're mm-hmm. toys. Obviously, to me, it's more than that. And on some of the pieces that are easily breakable or maybe shouldn't be played with the way a kid would play with them, those are ones that I have to wait till they're a little bit older before I'm like, yeah, go ahead and check it out. Because, you know, like a like a figure art, for example, that's an action figure. Literally, in every sense of the word, um, except it was created with the idea of posing it and putting it down not smashing it against something it's not meant right. for that mm-hmm. the lightning collection is a little bit closer to that obviously um but you know these 60 dollars, 70 dollars, you know highly detailed figures they're not meant for that so on, on those items yeah that's gonna have to be something maybe we wait till they're a bit older but you know when it comes to like some of these transformer toys that are you know the last like 15 years by all means like we're gonna sit down we're gonna have a battle we're gonna have a war i'm gonna mm-hmm. let him play with it fidget with it shoot i gave uh nolan my soon-to-be five-year-old he couldn't sleep the other night i was like do you want one of dad's transformers he's like yeah, yeah. so i gave <laughs> him way out <laughs> I, I gave him a, a, a star scream that came out like four years ago that doesn't quite have a home in my collection as it is right now oh, yeah. like I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna keep it for now it doesn't really have a home like it doesn't have a dedicated shelf it's not it's not that Starscream. But if your son breaks its arm, it's not the end of the world. If he breaks his arm, it's like, oh, well, like I gave it to him three Mm -hmm. minutes ago. I I haven't bothered to go get it back. Like I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I got I I got a quick tangent story. And normally I only like telling stories about my immediate family on this podcast. I'm going to make an exception this time. Um, So I was at my in-laws house for Christmas a couple years back. And uh, my mother-in-law was uh, bringing out her Christmas ornaments and sharing it um, uh, with my sister-in-law, who at the time, I think she was about nine. Um, And uh, my mother-in-law brings out this one ornament. She goes, this is the rarest ornament that I have in my collection. And she was showing it to my sister-in-law. She said it was made during World War II um, when metal was... um, in short supply and so they actually use cardboard to keep the um capper and the hook on there um and my sister-in-law is like wow reaches out and grabs it by the hook yanks and pulls out the cardboard support and just totally ruins it oh my mother-in-law i just i'll always remember the 
oh. Just this sigh of, I should have seen this coming. Yeah. I'm disappointed, but I can't necessarily yell at my kid for this. Right. I just have to live with the fact that this is gone now. Yeah. Which is this, this single, oh. And it was so sad to watch happen, but also like, you know, kids don't always know. (laughs) And you're sitting there. What? I'm sitting about there like, your future daughter like I'm glad it wasn't Charlotte. <laughs> I want to read this comic, daddy. <laughs> no, my 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 son's done that before where he's uh, my wife obviously she's really big in decorating so every every holiday has decorations the house gets completely changed. Like I'll have to send you guys a picture of like our entryway. I'll send you guys a picture uh tomorrow of like the outside of our house with all the Halloween decorations and stuff. Yeah, I got to see but, that. She's uh she's really big on Christmas, so she's got a lot of really unique ornaments, including like you know the really thin glass ball ornaments that are all like hand painted and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My oldest, uh, I think two years ago, there. My oldest and my middle were just were playing playing around and knocked one off a tree and it shattered, and that oh. was you know it's just that. Mm-hmm. There is that moment of of where she was angry because she'd specifically told him don't play by the tree. Right. Yeah. And they play right. by the tree. They play by the tree anyways, and they knocked it over. Um it, so it it's it's very like your your story just reminded me of that. It's it's very hard sometimes to remember that, you know, what's important and has intrinsic value to me to them is just a cool toy. Yep. Yeah. You know, and and a Christmas a Christmas ornament. Destroy it. Oh, any God. day and you need to be ready for it my kids literally oh, yeah. told me they were talking we were laying in bed one day talking and they were dividing up who gets what from my room <laughs> the <will>. <laughs> like <laughs> when you die yes when i die they're writing your will they were talking about who gets what and so my oldest wants <laughs> my oldest wants the common writer guy stuff specifically my sic um super imaginative joke which are like more, they're like 12 inch, like, oh, you're a samurai? Like, it, he's decked out like a samurai, but he's comrade guy. Um, they're really cool. Um, they're horrible in terms of like being able to pose and stand together because they're just so heavy, you know, because mm. they're very heavy plastic. But he specifically wants those. And my middle child wants um, all the all the Power Rangers, he said. <laughs> and my youngest uh, therefore would there get the transformers but not all of them only the ones that his other two brothers don't want and i'm like oh well what are you what are you? i'm like what are you gonna do so i asked darren i'm like what are you gonna do with all the common writer gaim stuff are you gonna display it and he's like well i'm gonna the big ones I'll, I'll probably display i'm like what about the other ones he's like i'll probably sell them for money <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like what and then nolan my five years like yeah i'm gonna sell all the power rangers and get lots of money and go buy fall like, guy stuff i'm like <laughs> no 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 go for the transformers kid get the transformers yeah, stuff like, that's you where you're gonna really get divvying up my collection to sell when i'm gone yeah. to make money to go buy yeah. other stuff i'm like with uh wow. with my youngest we've started because he went through a phase where i'd let him play with something mm-hmm. something would end up broken an arm you know something and i'd just be mm-hmm. like it in the first couple of times i was like okay we'll roll with it then it got more frequent i was like dude we have to take care of this stuff like if we want to play with it we just got to learn to take care of our stuff and so it's funny because him and I have gone into like the borrowing phase where he's like, oh, I want to play with that toy and bring it inside. And I'm like, okay, you can borrow it. But when you borrow something, you take care of it because you want to give it back in better or the same condition it was taken in. And so 
we've been working on that with him. And I think that's actually helped him to appreciate things more because he brings it in and he like stands it up on a shelf and he like makes it look all nice. Also, he's like the pose king. Like this kid can pose a figure like nobody's business. Like he, he I mean, literally, like I'm like, how does this five-year-old pose or not even five-year-old yet? Yeah, pose these things so beautifully. But um, anyway, yeah, no, uh, that's really cool. That's a really cool <laughs> lesson to teach him. Nolan, yeah. Nolan went through a stage of my middle child. Nolan went through the stage of ripping off characters' heads. Oh yeah, <laughs> like every every toy he Not had. Cool. Like I, I made the mistake of there's a Transformer series that came out a few years ago called Titans Returns, where their headmasters <laughs> so their heads just come off because they come little people. Uh, so there was a few figures that um, I wouldn't say they were in the the best of shapes. They just the quality wasn't there to begin with so they were kind of loose and whatever and I'm, I'm like whatever like I, I have a better version anyway so yeah you can go ahead and play with this one you can you know oh cool thanks Dada. like a week later all the heads are gone oh, no. i'm like where are they i don't know yeah I don't know. what do you mean you don't and then it turned into like then action figures would be missing heads and then all the legos all the lego characters all their heads got ripped off yeah like what are you doing he's like i just like to take their heads off i'm like but <laughs> why where do you put them like where are all just the lego heads? heads over here yeah yeah, like he just he just pop the head off and you sit there and ha ha your head's gone and then he just put it down and go to the next one. Ha ha your it's head's amazing gone. the hammer space that all kids have access to where they can put something into it and then never get it back. Seriously. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know. It's like where did that go? We lost that. the uh I have the Green Ranger Tommy Lightning collection. We lost that for like a year and finally it showed up upstairs. I was just like, where did this come from? And they're like, Yeah, I don't know. We just found it. We were just cleaning and found it. I was like Finally, so yeah, I get you. No, Cameron, Cameron, my youngest, he'll come in the office with me. Like I'll be if I'm in the office, they know they can come in. So he'll come in, and I usually have transformers on the floor because again, I'm I'm in the process of building that display up. And so he'll come in, he'll look and be like, "Oh, I'm like, do you want him as cars?" He's like, "Yeah," because he loves cars. Yeah. So the ones that turn to cars, I'll turn them to cars because it's really hard to break it when it's a car. So it's a robot, and the limbs are flailing about you break them. Yeah. But um, he'll 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 put them all in a line and drive them around, and he'll. Be like that. I'm going downstairs. Don't touch my cars. Don't touch my cars. Be like, all right, I won't touch your cars. But he's gotten to a point now where he will go into their room and find a transformer that I gave them two years ago, and he'll come bring it to me. Be like, Dada, you, you, your transformer. It, it was in our room. You, here's your transformer. I'm like, no, 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 kiddo. That's that's yours. I appreciate the tattletelling. Um, you know, I can always count on you to let me know if uh, something's gone missing from the office. Uh, but even like even today this morning because again i gave i gave two transformers actually the other night to them to make them go to sleep um he comes and he's like dada i i still have beetle i still have beetle transformer that i have beetle you you want back you want back i'm like no you can hang on to it okay okay uh we share it we share it i'm like yes we can share it that's fine (laughs) so it's very sweet that's it's been fun i uh one more story my youngest he uh so my oldest got the cosmic fury morpher and my mom found the uh last ronin uh mikey figure uh ninja turtle figure for my my youngest because he's big ninja turtle fan and mikey is his favorite and he's been talking about old man mikey forever and so she's like what's this old man mikey and i sent her the toy and she bought it for him and uh it took him like he's been we've been working on this borrowing thing and taking care of stuff it took him three days before he opened it he was like he's like i want to put it on the shelf and i don't want to touch it but i want to open it and we went through this thing this pull of and then finally three days and he's like okay i think i'm ready to open it i was like okay that's fine and then i started opening he's like no 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 Mm -hmm. no and then he was just like 
no let's open it okay let's open it and he was just like but he like displays it on his shelf and like mikey's his favorite ninja turtle so he's just like so happy he finally got the old man mikey but that was pretty funny and though my, really cool. my wife was just like because my mom gave it to him in the excitement and my oldest just opened up the cosmic fury more first super excited and she's like do you want to want me to open this for you he's like no i don't want you to open it and she's like you're your father's son <laughs> 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 it's pretty funny so i'm gonna go ahead and look at uh we put out a tweet earlier i'm gonna try to move things along because we are at the two hour mark now yeah we gotta um, we gotta wrap soon so, so mm-hmm. we did put out a tweet earlier but you know show us your collections where we got a couple of responses in um so a uh, first response came from a good friend of the show but on the, the the show a couple times eric uh tricky b47 um showing off his display of uh, uh if you guys look up on twitter you can see here at dads or dorks um I know he collects more than this, but this is his Power Rangers collection. Eric likes uh, Power Rangers. I Wait, know, what? crazy. Right? Wow. So he's got um, he's got looks like the posters that came out with the Shout Factory collection sets, um, of different season collections, whatever. So all the way through, he's got a special SPD poster. Uh, he's got a couple. He's got then he's got like a drawing of SPD blown up pretty well. I know he has a poster. Okay, the one that's on the wall is the, the the one he said the entire cast sign. I take that back. So, so cool. that one is yeah, that was cool. That's a really good um, one. He's obviously a big uh, Power Rangers SPD Shadow Ranger fan, so he has a, a little mini collection there of the Shadow Ranger, including a, a custom helmet that he got. Um, but he's also got looks like the Lightning Collection uh, Blue Ranger helmet and the Legacy Green Ranger helmet, and then he's got the Master Morpher Dragon Dagger. The power morphers so he's a billy fan obviously a tommy fan like everybody uh shadow ranger fan then uh, looks like uh they're just like cube displays but he's got you know looks like uh cosmic fury slash uh q ranger slash dino fury he's got go kaiger slash super mega force he's got some common rider gaim um and then a rocketeer helmet in there he's got a rocketeer he's got a halo he has got some um some funko some uh what's the the character the Freddy Funko. Freddy Funko. He's got some Freddy Funko. Um, it's kind of interesting. And then it looks like he's got a detail that's got some more Power Rangers SPD in it. Um, yeah, it's funny. He's just like you. The glass container has like his favorite season in it. Yeah. Just, oh yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That is cool. And then we got another one from uh, Mike Lundstedt, who's uh, at M Lundstedt on Twitter, a uh, friend of mine from up north in Canada. Uh, and he has just moved. Uh, he actually sent me some of these pictures um, or pictures like this, asking my uh, advice on displays. But it looks to me like he has a majority of the last 15 years or so of Common Rider belts. No, yeah, he's got a, he's yep. got a lot of Common Rider belts. He's got them. And he's just right now currently in the, in the new house. They're in, literally just yeah. on the floor. I'm glad um, you gave me the context that he had just moved because my thought when seeing this was, my guy, we gotta get you some shelving. We gotta get you some. <laughs> I see some in the corner cases. there that he's working on it. So, yeah, he's yeah, yeah he's I, clearly working on it. So this is a work in progress. Those are cool but... though. That's a. I'm glad he shared that. That's really cool. Yeah, it is so... really cool seeing them like all laid out like this though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's just awesome. I'm. A, I'm. Just, part of me is thinking, gosh, the amount of like dizes it would require to get those displayed. Like with you know, like you know, because dizes are um the belt displays that that bondi actually makes where you can display your belt i have yeah yeah they're kind of like the torso i have i have one that i got um but yeah you can buy them but they're like you know anywhere from depending on 
what's going on anywhere from 35 to 65 dollars each so i'm seeing some gotchard stuff in there too so he's even got like the new stuff oh he's got the new stuff i know he's, he's got some csm stuff um i want to say blade um he's got some sentai stuff i see some uh or it might be even Super Mega Force, but it's either Gokaiju or Super Mega Force stuff in the corner. I know he's got a lot of uh, Power Rangers Zeo stuff because uh, he sent me my you know opinion on how he was displaying them, and so I, I changed up a little bit for him um, as far as like making cool modes and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is I, I really look forward to seeing how this display comes together when he's done. Like if he's just gonna get. You know some of those cube shelves that are, are very popular where you can just you know put a mm-hmm. belt on each shelf or whatever um, yeah light up with some leds or something that'd be really yeah sick. that'd be really cool and uh, i love seeing the drill in the corner of one of these pictures it's just it's so clearly like a work in progress now that like i'm looking at with that context it's if like... you you can see in the first and in the second picture he has some wooden shelves that i i don't know yeah. if he bought or if he built um but he's got some transformer stuff over there so um he's got ps5 just randomly in the corner um it's like chris's room <laughs> yeah this, <laughs> my, P, my ps5 is in the closet and it's staying there until <laughs> spider-man 2 comes out um but then it, it will be released from its prison i just have not told my wife i've not told my wife yet um but yeah no I, i'm looking forward to see how he does this and he has a he has a young son so i'm looking i mean it's I can only imagine as his son's eyes every time he walks in this room, like, ah, I mean, because this is just, especially when it's like, these are daddy's toys. You have to ask permission to touch them. Yeah. That mm-hmm. just makes it even more like, oh, but yeah, just, I'm looking yeah. at the camera stuff. I'm like, okay, I see X8, I see Geo, I see Gaim, I see Revice, I see Build, I see. I see Ghost on there. I see, uh, yeah, there's some yeah. revise or some game. There's zero one blade. I think I, think I see Meteor. I was looking for Forza. Yeah, I see Meteor. I see Build. I see Evolt. I see uh, some uh, what is it? I see uh, some Kiba. Sonic Arrow. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. Definitely go check out the thread for sure. And uh, yes, and Mike, be sure to share with us whenever you finish your displays because. I'm Absolutely. very excited to see how you get this all set up. This is really cool. Awesome. But now it's time for something that we wanted to do last time. But we're going to do this <laughs> I time. Think, I think we or, might do it next time. <laughs> wait, never mind. We're going to do it next time. We're going to do it next time. Okay. It's two hours. This is going to be a lot. We have, we, have, we, have, we have a game that Tyler's been itching to play for <laughs> about a month now. It's, it looks like it's going to be about a month and a half. It's but all good. Be, it's a game. It'll be worth it. Um, as long as you guys aren't too sick of us talking about Power Rangers, I'll I'll be I'll be transparent. I it's a game that I made for the Power Ranger episode. Right. Yeah. Uh, y'all know us. We'll get Power Rangers it. is an evergreen topic of this podcast. Seriously. We'll and, fit and it in in an episode where we have the time. fun part is is I I literally look forward to that because it's not it's a game where we all have knowledge. We all are yes. fans to an extent where you know we uh, i mean if you're doing like what color is this person's hair in this episode i'm i'm in trouble but you know i'm not gonna you know, do that 
you know, some episodes we have to spend 15 minutes on the Golden Bachelor, and other episodes we have time for a game. So we this and was you know what? That was Bachelor honestly my episode. choice. I brought up the Golden Bachelor. It wasn't on our notes, but I was like, no, I insist that we speak of this show for my a good eyes portion. Went golden when you mentioned it, so I was like, yes. Let's I, I I do have to 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 kind of like pat myself on the back. Uh, I was on a recent episode of Geek Each Week, which is uh, run by our friends. Uh, Corey, Chris Long from Long's Toys, uh, Josh, Living Ranger Key on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Great show. Rye, Rye, Collector Shuki, Aerosol. Name drop. Um, Whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're name dropping. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm just I, I have to throw it out there. Like they they have tried to stump me twice with Transformer contests, like, you know, back and forth with with either Chris Long or with Corey. Uh, I'm two for two. And Crushed it, man. There you go. There you go. Two for two. So good I'm feeling pretty good to the extent where I was Showing told. Up. I can go ahead and make the next game showing up so, for the dads or dorks team over here. Nice. So I will, I will at some point in the future, a future episode, I will be there and I will be hosting a new transformers game and it will be amazing. Just throwing that out there, but closing thoughts on just anything and everything we've talked about. Um, You know, it's something that's kind of been going through my head a bit as we were talking about the like collecting and also kind of the aftermarket is that it's almost kind of its own separate hobby trying to predict like resale value. And to me, that's that kind of takes away some of the fun of it. Like, again, I I collect a lot of comic books and I've considered getting some of them graded. There's some that I know that are in such excellent condition, they'll get graded very well. But in order for a comic to get graded, they need to be sealed with their grade in a thing above it. Mm-hmm. And that takes away some of the art for me. Yeah. So even though they're of lesser value because of it, I just kind of, I like having something on display that I can look at that brings me joy, that evokes memories. Um, I mean, the Power Ranger comics are something that got me back into not just that fandom but a bunch of other fandoms um it's kind of led me on the road that led me to this podcast um and same with a massive verse and that's just i'm not somebody who collects like a lot of action figures that's not something that i really have the space for but these nice flat little reminders of things that bring me joy are just um it's perfect exactly for what i yeah. needed on these walls to like make this an even more like joyful room yeah you know and that's really what collecting should be about what evokes joy from you that you want to that you're happy to see every day and that like mason like you were saying with your wall that shows off a part of you yeah who yeah, yeah. And I think anyone who would look at like a collection and be like, that's just a pile of toys. Well, I guess some people it is just a pile of toys if you're doing it lazily. But I think that like collectors who care really do put a lot more thought and effort into how they display their favorite pieces than some people might think. And it just appreciating that helps you also kind of appreciate the person. So that's yeah. kind of my final thoughts. And the it. beautiful the beautiful thing about collecting is you can collect anything. You know, I've got some yeah. papers above me hanging on the wall. This is my children's art. 
that I collect, you know, so it's collect. Like, yep. yeah. and I, I would like to display it better, but I just want it up there because it makes them feel good and it makes me feel good seeing it. So like, mm-hmm. it's just little things like that. I have a, one other piece that I'm very proud of that I have above the lights on the way out of the door here is the iron giant variant of uh go, go power Rangers comic where uh, the Megazord's holding Jason in like the iron giant <laughs> style. And That's I really love cool. it. And it's just one of those things that I see every time on the wall. Like you said, it brings me joy. It's like this little piece and it's just a cool little play. So yeah, definitely do what brings you joy and is mm-hmm. big or is little, or, you know, I think we have a pretty decently sized scale between the three of us, you know, uh, with things that we collect. Um, yeah. But it doesn't have to be a lot to bring you joy. So. No, I, just to echo what you guys are saying, and I think it's most important, uh, especially to people who are parents, um, collect for yourself. Like, collect because it makes you happy. Don't collect with the idea of, I'm going to leave this for my kid because your yeah. kid may not be into it. Yeah. Um, or it also might be worth nothing. Yeah. I love or, beanie babies. Yeah. Or collect with them, you know, like yes. make it yeah. their idea as well too. Cause a lot of this is like, we see that at the store together. We're like, that's so cool. Let's get it. So yeah. Collect with them, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. It's just don't, don't ever forward collect. I'm going to collect this because one day or just don't ever do that. Like, Mm-hmm. And it's 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 really really easy to get caught up when you do make that purchase, and you decide to buy two of something, and then you find out that it's hard to find, and you find out it's worth a lot of money, and you're yeah. able to flip it, and you make three or four times what you paid, and you think to yourself, yeah. "Oh gosh, I can do this." It's like the lottery, though, because <laughs> like, because you probably like because you probably it can't is. you probably can't because yeah. for every time you do that, there is going to be hundreds, if not thousands, of other people doing it just like you or better than you better than you yeah. and, and again no shame if you're doing it to like pay the bills right if it's something like i need to prioritize like my home or my family yeah. over my collection that's fine and if you can sell it for more than you bought it for that's awesome like like that is a good thing that you're doing it's just like by purchasing it with that intention it diminishes the joy in my opinion at least for you it might yeah. be a little bit different but just enjoy it yeah take I it mean, out of the box play with it don't um, yeah don't, or don't put it up and like appreciate looking at it in pristine condition like do whatever it takes to like derive joy from your purchase otherwise you're just kind of wasting money almost yeah just don't yeah, I mean, I, I can't say this stuff. I mean, I'm I'm not one to talk because I have resold a lot of stuff over the years, but um, everyone's resold something like that. Yeah, it's just it's, I, I just I can't stress enough. Don't ever buy something with the intent of just reselling it later. Yeah, because Enjoy it. because at that point, you're going to end up with a garage full of stuff. I grab my garage is not full of sealed toys. My garage is full of bins full of open toys. But um, <laughs> I, I know people. I'm friends with people who went down that rabbit hole. Of, well, this is going to be popular, so I'm going to pick everything up. Um, and if if you're ignoring that advice and you're like, no, no, that I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. If the news tells you it's popular, don't do it. <laughs> because yeah. once it hits the mainstream media or whatever, yeah. and they report on, wow, this has been really popular. Guess what? You know, just kind of like all the people that bought, you know, five, 10 PS5s and they're like, oh, I'm going to hold on to this and wait for the value to go up. Guess what? 
you can go on Amazon right now. You can go to in, walk into your Walmart store and you're probably going to find a PS5 sitting on the yeah. shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, th- that's a prime example of something that was that was hot for a very long time that you could sell for double, if not triple, what you paid for. Right. But it felt like overnight that problem went away. Yeah. And yeah. now it's readily available. So collect for you. Collect with your family, with your kids. Collect because it brings you joy. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a that's a good way to to end our our closing thoughts on the collection. Is my absolutely yep, hundred percent. Camera goes wonky. So, anyhow, just real quick, we're gonna promote our social. So you can always find us on Twitter at Dads Are Dorks. Feel free to send us a tweet anytime you'd like. One of us will reply at some point. Um, we're on TikTok, Tyler. Where are we on TikTok? We are also at Dads Are Dorks, and I recently took tiktok off of my phone because i spend too much time on that app and i needed a break but i'll come back to it eventually no content currently on tiktok <laughs> so um yes no that's that's totally fine everyone needs a break from various forms of social media from time to time for sure um and then you can always send us an email dads at gmail.com um and we also have a website dads where you can listen to our episodes if you're not someone who does spotify or downloads episodes you can listen to them just on the website click play um Turn your speakers up, put your headphones on, whatever you want to do. Uh, I need to thank our wives because without our wives, none of this is possible. Not the time, not the kids. Uh, in a lot of cases, really not our collections. So all the love in the world to our beautiful, wonderful, amazing wives who we cherish every single day. We'd like to thank our good friend, Eric. He designed our logo. He's been on the show a couple of times. Congratulations to him as his son is now walking. Also, our apologies to him because his son is now walking. <laughs> so life changes forever, um, but in a good way, in a good He's way. He's in it for a new kind of anxiety. Exactly. And then yep. last but absolutely not least, we'd like to thank you, the listener, because uh, that's all we make this show is for, uh, you know, dorks and uh, dads and especially dads who are dorks to listen in. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to chat with you. We'd love to share our experiences with you and and. I know for me personally, it would make my day, it would make my life if someone's like, hey, I listened to your episode and I took a bit of advice and it really helped out. Um, I think that's why I think we talk about a lot of the stuff we talk about, why we talk about it in the first place. I mean, you know, we've, I wish this podcast existed for me when I was becoming a dad because yeah. I had so many questions right. about everything. Uh, beyond just you know well, and how, just how do you take care relatable. of a kid you know yeah well, yeah just relatable situations too because there's so many times where i beat myself up like oh, oh i well, did that okay. wrong i did that wrong and mm-hmm. just like sitting here and having these therapy sessions with you guys like i just feel so normal you know like it's just like i was oh, i was very life. fortunate i is. was very fortunate when i had darren uh my oldest when i first found out i was going to be a father and that lead up to it in the sense i was doing a different podcast shout out to uh talk and toku for those who remember that from way back in the day um and both my co-hosts um one was a veteran father and one was a brand new father so i did have two uh close friends i was able to lean on for advice both on the show and obviously off the show as far as awesome. you know situation so hopefully we can provide that to anyone listening here um you know, and we are very fortunate to say that we've had so many of our friends who we know listen who have become fathers uh, since we started this show. Um, Just real quick, I know yeah. I know this ending is getting so long, but I, I'd say one of my favorite moments 
doing this podcast with you guys. Uh, there, uh, Eric was on uh, Trekkie B47, and he was talking about uh, his son. He was saying, oh, yeah, and like I was looking at the metrics, and by this age, he should be reaching this milestone, and I'm worried. And all three of us at once went, no, 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 no. Stop that. Stop it. You're doing great. You're doing wonderful. Stop doubting yourself. Like He's breathing. He's happy. He's growing. Yeah, it's cool that we can all be in like this environment of mutual support. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a great way to end it. Heck yeah. Dad joke. Mason, go. All right, here we go. If April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? Pilgrims. Ah. Happy Indigenous People Day. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Dads or Dorks podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dads or Dorks and be sure to subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more dorky content.